Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that always starts off strong before deteriorating into a slurring drunk fest, ending with the two hosts calling each other cocksuckers. Here are two guys that might cheat, but they only do it in black and white. I don't even know what that means. You don't get to complain if you don't watch them. I'm not watching something called The Hand. Matt and Doug. (laughs) It took me a second to figure that out. Yeah, well, it's not very consistent, but uh, it, it's Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm hanging in there. So I, I actually have to disagree with that open, even though I wrote it. Okay. <laughs> because uh, there was only one of us that was slurring really bad, and that was me. Yes, and, and then there was only one of us that was calling somebody else a cocksucker. And, and that had was to <laughs> actually I don't like a text su- message. <laughs> I don't like surprises. I don't like being... The odd man out on, on a any three person joke or surprise. <laughs> okay. And I was not happy. I was not happy with the decision that you had made. And I made myself known. Or I, I let you know be known that I was not happy. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that and what's going on, I'm sure. So Okay. So let's just jump right into And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. So what do you got? You have a lot? Not really. Uh, uh, ten things or so. Yeah, okay. What about you? I probably got a little bit more than that, but a lot of them are short. Okay, fire away. Okay, so Steve McQueen was 50 years old when he died. Yes. Um, I think we have to start a Dr- Doug Crush list. Why? Do I like Steve McQueen? No, because you have Kevin Costner, <laughs> and now okay, you have Christopher can... Reeve. <laughs> Steve McQueen was a manly guy, too. Yeah. But I think... I think his penis would taste like cigarettes. <laughs> okay, Forrest. Um, she tasted like cigarettes. The average white... Hold on a second. Do you, do you know how he died? Forrest Gump? No. No, Steve McQueen. Uh, lung cancer? Well, Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump should have died from AIDS, but he dodged a bullet. <laughs> well, but he also got one in the ass. What? He got shot in the ass. Oh, that's right. You're talking about, I was talking about a literal bullet. You were talking about more of a, you know, not the age bullet. Yeah. The the Gen A. Yeah. I'm Uh, not a smart man, Gen A, but I will wear rubber. (laughs) (laughs) But how was Little Forest born then? Uh, I think she got AIDS after he was conceived. Okay. Okay. So why don't you go ahead? I think. Yeah. Oh, well, Steve McQueen died from some cancer associated with asbestos. Oh, asbestos, um, okay. And it was like a very a very rare form of, of lung cancer. Mesothelioma? He went all over, the, all over the world. Is that what it is? I think so. Is that the one that Peter Geraci? What the fuck is that guy's name? Do you know who I'm talking about? The infomercial? Or it's just a, a commercial? No. I think, that's, I think that's loan consolidation. Okay, I have no Peter idea. Peter Geraci. Okay, maybe it's a Wisconsin thing. Um, he went all over the world to try and get weird fixes for it. And then I think eventually died of a heart attack in Mexico city. Okay. Uh, you, you mentioned the average white band. Yes. Yep. That's it. You know what the name of that song is? Uh, no, I do not pick up the pieces. Okay. It's a good tune. Yeah. Well, well known. I mean, yeah, I mean, anybody that hears it is going to recognize it. They might not know what it's from, but they're definitely going to recognize it. It's from Superman, too. 
<laughs> it's been in many other things. <laughs> I think it was written specifically for Superman 2, though. Yeah, since Superman 2 came out in 81, and Average White Band, I think, finished being together in, like, 1977. So I don't think so. Well, then the one the one by, in Superman 2 was covered by ACDC. <laughs> okay. Uh, Another ACDC callback. Yes. We talked a little bit about power creep. Um, in... Superman 4, he repairs the Great Wall of China by looking at it. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> Just by looking at it. Yeah, okay. It's not good. Uh, we talked about early on in the podcast, I said, do you think Superman is circumcised? And you said, oh, we'll get to that. We never got to it. I, I think that was when we were, it, I, I meant to get into it in more depth when we were talking about him having sex with Lois and you had your your clips about having sex with Superman. Yeah, I guess we could just watch Superman 1 when he's naked and kind of do a close examination of the little boy's penis. Is it circumcised? Is there a cape? <laughs> it's, got, there... it's got an S on. You know, that's not, it's not actually an S. No, it's, it's, it's a sign of hope or something, or that's his family crest. Yes. Is that the, that's how they explained it in Man of Steel with Russell Crowe and Henry Cavill? Yes. Okay. I, I don't know if that's and, actually, if that's canon or not. I guess it is yeah. now, but sure. Uh, and then you also talk about how you would explain who eventually got the rights to Superman, Golan Globus. Because I talked a- okay. about Golan Globus. Was that going to be the? Was that going to be the Nicolas Cage Superman? No, that was Superman Four. Oh, okay. All right. So Golden Globus did got Superman. Did they do Superman 3 also? No, that was actually still Warner Brothers, I believe. Okay. Uh, did you see the new Batman trailer? No, I did not. Did you see the new Scream oh, trailer? Man. I did not. I haven't seen either, but How does Courtney How does Courtney oh, I was going to say how does Courtney Cox look? Still plastic? <sighs> The Batman, DC dropped like five trailers today. Flash, Black Adam, uh, The Peacemaker with John Cena, and then The Batman, and then some um, video game. Okay. So, man, the the Batman trailer looks freaking awesome. Is it more intense than the last one? Because the last one I remember was pretty crazy. What was the last? Uh, It's, this shows a lot more. Okay. I mean, this... This this gives away quite a bit more. You see a lot more of everything except for the Riddler. Yeah, I just remember from the first trailer, it was it was actually it it looked really brutal. Yeah, so does this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, ice cream guy in Empire Strikes Back is Wilrow Hood. Yes, and that's a camp camp tono camp tono that he's carrying. Okay. And or or from- a radiator if your lawn chair. <laughs> No, not a radiator. I thought it was a, a dehumidifier. Oh, it was a dehumidifier. <laughs> yeah. Funny story. Haha. I was walking the dog with Jen, and I'm, I'm reading a text that I got, and it was when that text chain was going on. She's like, "Who? Are, who's texting?" I'm like, "It's lawn chair." And she's she said, "What's his real name?" And I could not come up with it. <laughs> you couldn't. No, I know what it is, but uh-huh. in the moment, I just totally blanked, and I'm like, he, "He's just lawn chair." So then she started like, "Was well, his name Larry?" I'm like, no, his name doesn't start with an L. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. Yes. Um, you, we talked about Eiffel Tower replicas. Yes. 
the one in Ohio that you sent me a picture of is one to three scale. Right. There is one in Tokyo, the Tokyo Tower. It's not a replica, but it's similar <laughs> architecture. According to Wikipedia, it is listed in the Eiffel Tower replicas section. Oh, okay. Well, if you type in Eiffel Tower replicas, you get all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, it's bright red and it's a radio tower. So, so I guess that means that. Money. Oh, my dog. I'm not going to play the whole song again. Yeah, I owe you $1. <laughs> yes. Uh, the last face on Mount Rushmore is Lincoln. Okay. And do you remember what you called Nan last week? Did I call him Nam? You called him Nam. Okay. Um, I have a blind housekeeping clip for you. Yes. Just play it. Yes. It's nourished our soul and elevated our, our species above its origins. And that is our courage. Dreams of an entire planet are focused tonight on those 14 brave souls traveling into the heavens. That man sounds salesman. That's your daddy. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all. <laughs> you just want me to keep on going while you yeah. while you compose yourself. Go ahead. We talked about the Apollo missions and the rover, and we both kind of figured, how does this thing get in there? And you said, well, it's brought in by a separate rocket. No, nope. It's uh, four hundred and sixty pounds, and. All folded up, it can fit into a space five foot by 20 inches, and it's stored in one of the equipment quadrants underneath the LEM. Do you know which quadrant it's stored in? The third one. Oh, no. Quadrant Bay 1. Okay. Uh, Gene Cernan was the lunar module pilot for Apollo 11 and passed on Apollo 16 because he wanted to be a commander of his own mission, which was 17, the last manned mission to the moon. Wait, you said Apollo eleven. Ten. Oh, Apollo ten, which yes. didn't land on the which did not land on the moon. Correct. Okay. Um we talked about uh Ursa from Superman two having all kinds of flair every time she she grabbed something, a badge, a patch, she put it on her uniform. And I um We need to talk about your flair. Really? I, I have fifteen pieces on. I uh, well, well Okay, 15 is the minimum. Okay. Yeah, office space. Yes. Jennifer Aniston. I, I talked about movie moments that give you goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any off the top of your head? For me? Yes. Um, when in Scrooged, when the little boy who doesn't talk, when Bill Murray is making his big monologue in front of the live television... And he's thanking everybody and going off and being crazy. And the little boy who couldn't talk comes up to him. And he's like, God bless us all. Every time, man. Every time. Okay. Um, that's not what I was expecting. but Okay. Okay. So I just had a couple examples of that. Oh, okay. Sir, the mains are back online. Yes, you played that. Go, Zulu. I pulled it again. Play- okay. And then I think I've played this one before as well. What? What? Yeah, Look out! Plus, 
stopped right after the moment. I can I can see that that scene while I'm playing mm-hmm. that clip. Sure. I mean, it's so sure. who's it, in, who is who was in the lone Y wing that made it out of there? Because uh, there's Luke, there's Wedge, and then there's a Y wing. I do not know. Okay, but do you remember um, you had something about Gold Leader? Yes. And is that another one of your things to bring up? How I said I would bring it up and I did not. Uh, maybe. Okay, you had said something about how that guy is is gold leader. Yes. Um, the guy who played Porkins actually is in Superman 4 as well. Really? Yes. Awesome. He, and he's also in Raiders. Yes, he is. Okay. He's the go- he's the, he's one of the government men that goes to see India at the at the college. That's kind of what he is in Superman 4 except he is an arms dealer. Okay. Uh, Wait, wasn't he in he was in Flash Gordon too, wasn't he? I don't know. I know he was in something else that we've done. Okay. You talk, we talked about Lobot, who was in Superman 2, and you said, look up on YouTube. All I could find was Lobot videos dancing on Robot Chicken. Okay. The, I, I know I've seen, just did you Google Lobot in love? No, I just went to YouTube. Yeah. We'll go to YouTube and do Lobot in love. Oh, yeah. I typed in Lobot, Robot Chicken, and, and all that came up was him dancing. Okay. So, uh, consensus of all people I asked said a twelve-year-old would indeed know what anal is. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Doug said not to talk over the bed, and then did it last week. <laughs> but it was my movie. Oh, so then it's so, okay. Well, because I knew where I was going with it. That was that was all part of the shtick. Okay. Superman so. Returns was in two thousand six. Okay. Uh, sister versus a nun. Tradi- traditionally, nuns are members of enclosed religious orders and take solemn religious vows, while sisters do not live in the papal enclosure and formerly took vows called simple vows. Okay. All right. I only have one other thing left. Okay, let me go for a couple more then. Uh, Superdome is 125 million cubic feet. The okay. Fortress of Solitude is 7 million cubic feet. Wow. That's pretty big. A lot what did I say? What did I say it was like twenty thousand square feet? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Um, Seven million cubic feet. I mean, you would be able to see that from space. No, because the Superdome is one hundred twenty-five million cubic feet. Oh, a hundred. I thought. Okay, I thought you said one point two five million. No, okay. one hundred twenty-five. So it, it, okay. it's much smaller than the Superdome. The the point yes. is, you were actually correct, and I was wrong. Okay. Uh, Lucas. Um, George Lucas sold or sued the creators of Battlestar Galactica because, in Lucas's own words, people felt something like Battlestar Galactica was a television version of Star Wars. It had the same thing, and they tried to sell it like it was the same thing as if I made it. Not only does it upset me because I don't think the quality was very good, but it also upsets upsets me because I wanted to do a TV series of Star Wars. I couldn't. They've already spoiled the television market. Um, it was dismissed. And then on appeal, it was brought back, and they ended up settling out of court after hmm. Battlestar Galactica had actually been canceled. Yeah, because really they only had the one season, and then the second season was where they found Earth, right? Uh, no, you're thinking of it was two seasons, and then it was Galactica 1980 or Galactica 84. Okay. But uh, 
we've talked about this before, but I couldn't remember the exact cost. In the miniseries V, each laser blast cost $1,000. Mm-hmm. The Smallville Superman was Tom Welling. Yes. Okay, um, got to make sure I have this. Doug actually fucks up quite a bit. And a lot of times when he does, he will say something and immediately contradict himself. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea. Clark says to this guy, let's take it outside. Well, first of all, not even Superman would say that. Would you care to step outside? Oh, hey, how about Super- that? That was your cliff. Yeah, but he was fighting a bad guy. I mean, <laughs> Superman's not just going to, you know, some average Joe Schmo who's a truck driver. He's not going to say that. Okay. Um, alpha waves are actually brain waves. Okay. Um, John Ratzenberger has not been in any in any previous movies we've done. However, he was in a show that Doug has talked about quite a bit. Uh, Falcon Cheers. and the Winter Soldier. He was? I fucked it up. I fucked up the joke. Oh, did you? Falcon and the Snowman. The Falcon and the Snowman. Yeah. Was he in that? Yes. I don't remember him. Although that, it wasn't a very good show, so I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. Okay. Jen said I actually captured her anger about the passport thing for Niagara Falls accurately. Okay. How she was uh, motherfucking me quite a bit about yes. it. Yes. Uh, I thought the bellboy from the movie was familiar. He has 58 credits, but they're all bit parts. And the biggest other movie he was in was Shakespeare in Love is like just some random schmo. Okay. And the last one I have is aiming a balloon with a fan was actually done in Superman 4. Hey, how about that? So we got we got a message. I was I don't want to save this for listener reaction roundup. Okay. Because it has to do more with. Uh, housekeeping but friend of show sean sent us a message on facebook and we talked about well i said that you know superman really is his secret identity and well no i said how did i how did i put it now i can't remember how i put it we were that 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 he's the only super he's the only superhero that clark kent is his secret identity right and you said that batman is the secret identity and Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is, is his real is identity. Bruce Wayne. Yes. And he says, no. Batman is the true identity. Bruce Wayne is the facade. Uh, trust me. I'm a comics nerd friend of show. Sean, I can kind of see that he wasn't born Batman, but the whole being a playboy is the, is the facade of Bruce Wayne. That's not really who he is. Okay. So basically exactly what I said last week and you disagreed with, well, but it's, you see it one way, I see it the other. Uh, you know, Superman enough. was born Superman. The well, Flash was not born The Flash. Okay. Is that it? Mm-hmm. What have you been up to? I want you to tell. My week, I'll go first. Okay. So we recorded early last week, so I have over a week's worth of stuff here. Um, last weekend was parents' weekend for my oldest son, and we went and visited him on Saturday, and we stayed overnight, and then we went to the Packers 
Bengals game on Sunday, which if you watch that game, it went on forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But on the way, actually, let's step back. Saturday night, we were going to do something. We we went to an escape room. You ever done an escape room? Yes, I have. How do you how do you feel about them? Um, that'll probably be the last escape room I I do. I enjoy them, but I I think they're too expensive for what they are. I, I don't remember. We had a Groupon, so I don't remember what it was. I don't remember it being terribly expensive. It's usually about between thirty and thirty five bucks a person. Okay. Uh. But as we were leaving our hotel on Saturday and we were driving to get on the interstate to head down to the Bengals game, we're driving and it is a three lanes on either side. It's not a freeway. It's like a city street, 35 miles an hour, but it's three lanes on either side. And I'm going and up ahead of me, the the light changes yellow. So I start slowing down and then it turns red as I'm you know coming to a stop. And I see this car on the left, out of my like peripheral vision and in my rear view mirror is just zooming up on my left hand side. Either did not see the fact that it turned red or just did not care and just T boned a caravan. Ooh. <laughs> and the caravan appeared to have absolutely no damage, but that car bounced off of it in the front end basically was just off. Like a caravan, like a, like a, like an RV. Oh, okay. An RV, a caravan. Why am I not picturing this? Like uh, the the drug dealer drives in We're the Millers. Oh, okay. A mobile home. Yeah. Shitter's full. That kind of thing. Okay. Okay. And then... Really? Because, I mean, that's just like thin aluminum. I would think that the, a car T-boning that would go right through it. Yeah, you'd think so. But no, it just literally bounced right off of it. Okay. Everybody so, okay? Yeah, everybody got out. Okay. So then we had... We watched the game, left the game... And did you wear a jer- did you wear a jersey? Yes. Whose jersey did you wear? I think Don Beebe. Don Beebe. What number would did Don Beebe have? 82? 82. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. Wait, wait. Oh, you got a bell? Yeah, I got a bell. <laughs> so happy. Um <laughs> uh coming home from the game, Jen is not feeling well and has to pee. So we we you know, stop someplace get back on the freeway and I'm on a clock because I have to get home to go to my hockey game. Mm-hmm. And then we get back on the freeway and we are just stopped for an hour. We go maybe half a mile in that hour. And good thing we, she, good thing, good thing she tinkled before that. Well, it was, there's all these motorcycles on the side of the road and then there's one motorcycle in, in the ditch. Okay. At least I think it was a motorcycle because it was just mangled. Okay. And then um, last thing is all from today. Um, went on a college visit with my younger son to a college out east. And we're sitting there in the orientation thing before they take you on the, the tour. And they're introducing all the different people who are going to be leading the tours. And, you know, this person's from this city, state, and this is what the, you're there in college. There was two people there from Milwaukee. Oh. And my son turns to me, he's like, isn't that where you're from? And I said, well, yeah, kind of. Like, oh, no, no, that, that, that's wrong. You're from Albuquerque. I'm like, what? <laughs> Albuquerque? Where'd you get that from? That's where my brother lives, which I don't understand how he could confuse the two. <laughs> okay. But uh, the lady is asking, the lady who's 
giving like the, the talk about the college, she's talking about college or high school mascots. And she said, did anybody have a really, really stupid mascot? Mm-hmm. So I raised my hand. You remember what our mascot was? Yeah. Captain laser. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what was captain laser? I said, I don't even know. I think he was a guy with a Cape and he threw lightning bolts or something. I don't know. Yeah. That dude's dead. Yeah. But there is another captain laser. I've been at a KM game and they have a new one. He wasn't the only one. Okay. Well, he, but he was the original, the original. Yes. Yeah. But, and then the last thing, and I know we have talked about this before, uh, on the way home, stopped at a subway to get food and fresh. Yep. Phone call. And so I, I put in my credit card to pay and what comes up when you put in your credit card to pay? Um, I don't know. Do I want I'm, to t- I'm ne- tip 10%? Oh, <laughs> 15% or 20%? Okay. And buried in the menu is the way to tip zero. I know okay. it might make me a bad person. I am not tipping at Subway. No, no. It's like tipping. Why would you tip at, at, at McDonald's or a buffet? Yeah, it's about the same thing. And McDonald's yeah. never had to, like a pedophile as their sh- spokesperson. So, No. No. That's so all, that's all you've been up? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we recorded early because last weekend I had to attend – a scout camp with my oldest son. It was the fall jamboree where they just, we go to a, a scout camp about an hour north of here and sleep in tents and, and just hang out with the other dads and read and, and watch movies on my iPad while my boy is doing merit badge classes. Um, but, you know, we had all three of our meals prepared for us by the camp on Saturday. And it's camp food. It's not horrible, but it's not great. I mean, it's, you know, institutional chicken nuggets and institutional mac and cheese. But on Saturday night, it was taco night. And it was actually pretty good because you had your choice of a million fixings. You could have hard shell. You could have soft shell. What, when you have tacos and you have a lot of tacos, what does that do to your tummy the next day? The next day, nothing. The next oh, hour no. is rough. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So where we were camped was about eh, a quarter mile away from where we parked. So you couldn't drive up to the camp. You had to you had to bring a wagon and wheel all of your shit in. So when it comes to the bathrooms and some of the other common areas, some of the other the troops have to volunteer. Like, okay, we'll clean this set of bathrooms and we'll clean this set of bathrooms and we'll we'll sweep out this building. And once we hauled all of our shit down to our vehicles, all of a sudden my tummy started rumbling, and I'm like, oh boy, I, I need to find a bathroom fast. Oh, we forgot to play the theme song. Oh. <laughs> when you're feeling blue and there's nothing left to do, you can talk about poop, poop, poop. So it's, it's poop emergency. I got to go. And the nearest bathroom is at the trading post and the bathrooms are around the backside of it. And I'm going in there and I'm undoing my pants as I'm going in the door. And there's a bunch of kids in there, Boy Scouts, who had just cleaned the bathroom. And I'm like, sorry, fellas, it was taco night. <laughs> and they're like, oh, man. I'm like, I'll be as clean as I can. I, I wrecked that booth. Man, it was, it like came shooting out of me. And I just, it was like a shotgun splatter on the bowl. Yeah. And I just walked out of there and I'm like, sorry, guys. Have, have you ever been going for a road win and you, you get into the bathroom and it's a single stall and somebody's in there? Oh, yeah, that's happened a million times. And have you ever actually just done a... 
It's like, I, I, I seriously, I'm going to shit on the floor if you don't get out of there. <laughs> no, I've never done that before. I should have a couple of times. Uh, a couple of times I've just said, fuck it, and went into the ladies' room. I've done that, but I did that yeah. once uh, up at uh, the Rockton Bar. Okay. I said, dude, I, I, I got shit. I, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. That was one of, yeah. yeah, that was one of our friends who, who said that. Um, and, and I know I've talked about this before that uh, with my dog, but for any new listeners... We can't give our dog chewers or dental chews or anything like that because all he does is hide them. He never chews on them. He hides them, and he does this thing where he kind of pretends to dig in the corner and then nudges it in with his nose and then pretends to bury it. Well, you know, what his, his biggest flaw is that he likes to get into the bathroom garbages, and we had to get little garbage cans with the foot pedal. And I came home the other day. And he had gotten into the bathroom garbage. Somehow he either figured out the foot pedal or just nudged his, it open with his nose. And it was my missus's monthly time. Okay. And um, kind of throughout the house in the, in, in the couch cushions and uh, <laughs> under the bed. Um, yeah, there were things. Things that were hidden for cons- later consumption. <laughs> and. Fucking you know, disgusting. Yeah, it's it, and eventually you're going to get kind of like a, what is that? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. What well, turns brown after a while, I think. Well, all but, blood uh, does. Yeah, these are pretty fresh. Okay. <laughs> um, and then we have, you know, we with our Cub Scout pack has grown so much. And there's always a couple of people that they don't pay their dues and you have to reach out to them. And there's one family that I know has quit, but they have not contacted me. They've just kind of sent it through the rumor mill, like, oh, yeah, we're not rejoining. And we send out a shit ton of email reminders and messages and stuff, and these people, their inboxes just got to get flooded. And I just, I can't imagine being part of an organization that has volunteers that you wouldn't just send an email out to somebody and say, hey, can you just take us off the rolls? We're not going to join this year. Thanks for last year. It was fun, but, you know, we just have other commitments. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the courteous thing to do? Yeah, it would. I mean, are, pe- are people afraid that I'm going to be like, oh, no, you, you shouldn't quit. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. No, man, if you're going to quit, if you don't want to be a scout, if, you, if your kid doesn't want to be a scout or you don't have time to be a scout, I don't want you because eventually you're going to quit halfway through the year anyway. It's not so, like a gym membership. Right. Yeah, I, I want just, to quit the gym. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just, just let me know. So I, they're just going to keep on getting those emails and shit. Until I have to recharter in December, and that's when we have to go to our council office with our like master list, and we have to pay, you know, a fee for each one of those people. So yeah, yeah they're going to keep on getting their email those emails until I have to recharter and I take them off the rolls. Yeah, that that's not quite as bad as if you do something where you know you have to pay to do it, and they don't pay but they continue to do it. Yes. Yeah, that's happened a couple of times. That's happened a lot with hockey because hockey uh-huh. is like a super expensive sure. sport to play. Um, just just league fees are ridiculous. But even beyond that, you know, the equipment and all that kind of stuff. But we've had people that were on the team. Yeah, I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay. And then two seasons later, they just stop showing up and mm-hmm. they show up on another team in the league. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I don't know if they're paying there or not. It's just a racket that they're playing. I, I, I actually, I think it's probably an affordability thing. Okay. But I, I mean, for scouts, it's 72 bucks a year. And 
I think that's we. It, there's a lot of value that's that comes from that seventy two dollars. You know, we have the kids sell popcorn as our main fundraiser, and we sold a shit ton of popcorn this year. By the way, I couldn't believe how much we sold, but that funds everything else. So the only thing out of pocket is your seventy two bucks, and that money goes directly to the National Boy Scouts of America. So I don't know. Anyway, do you, do you remember selling cheese when you were in Cub Scouts? I was never in Cub Scouts. Okay. I always thought, I, I as long as I can remember, even when my brother was in Cub Scouts, I think it was popcorn. Okay, because we did cheese, and I just remember they came in these like stone jars. Okay. And I swear to God, those things sold so many of them. They weren't that expensive, and just... There have to be things like that in people's cupboards from that are now 30, 40 years old. Here's the thing with the popcorn. You get these stupid tins that everybody either throws away or sends them to Goodwill or St. Vinnie DePaul. And you pay, I think, 25 or 30 bucks for the premium tin, which is either a Packer tin or a Brewer tin. And you're obviously paying for that, that logo, because you're not paying 30 bucks for popcorn. Right. But, I mean, it's it goes to fund lots of things. But my missus and I always thought, why couldn't they put it like in a nice Christmas box that you could reuse that box as a nice for a gift? Instead, you get these shitty tins that you just throw away. It's such a waste. I have a couple of those that I have as basically as trash cans in my basement. Okay. So, anything uh, else? Uh, nothing else. I gotta say, it's getting harder and harder to come up with sounds for this segment. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I am not going to give you any kind of prep for this, but okay. there is the initial thing, then there's the the hard reveal, and then the easy reveal. So I'll, okay. I'll, I'll do it in that order, assuming you don't All right. get it. Okay. That is from, is that from the Twilight Zone? Okay, here's the. Heart. I, rec- I recognize the the first. Oh, that, that yeah, that's a that's a Atari twenty six hundred clip. That that particular thing's in a ton of movies. Okay. Come on, Bubba, you're wasting your rockets. Is that from? Okay, is it Superman three? Yep. <laughs> Okay, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, so I don't remember the context of it. It is when they get to the Grand Canyon and they are first setting up or first seeing uh, Gus Gorman's computer that he built. Okay. And, and Superman's flying in, and that is the defense system for oh, the computer. Yeah. And it has like these computer graphics that look like okay. a video game, and it's actually giving points for stuff. Okay, I'm going to have to watch that movie. It's not I mean, good. Is it, it, it's is not, it so bad? Is it so bad? It's good, or is it no. just horrible? It's it's not. It's it's bad, but it's not horrible. 
Um, okay. Superman four is awful. I mean, that's incredibly bad. Like the fight on the moon with Nuclear Man, you could you could kind of equate that to the six million dollar man fighting Bigfoot. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay. I'm thirsty. I'm so thirsty. Come on. Now it's time for me to jump the show. Slip it down and swallow it good because I'm so thirsty. Okay, my week. Mm-hmm. So I am drinking a Deep Eddy lemon-flavored vodka. Okay. It's a shot. <clears throat> that wasn't good. Um, I don't like vodka, so it wasn't very good. Okay. Um, I'm finally getting around to drinking one of the other beers from friend of show Tracy's 12 pack that she gave me from a brewery in Indiana. It's uh, Upland Brewing, and this is a wheat ale. Um, but it's going to take me a little bit longer because I texted my missus and I said, can you bring me down a slice of orange? And she brought me down an orange, a cutting board, and a knife. <laughs> Is that a passive-aggressive thing? Though? A little bit. A little bit. And the way that she put it on the bar was just like, really? You couldn't do this yourself? You couldn't think of this before uh, you started your podcast? So, isn't this this is exciting podcasting. I'm, I'm cutting an orange <laughs> live on the podcast. Right, well, while you're doing that, do you want me to start with the actual final music bed for me for the movie? This is this is your final movie bed that you're doing. That's what I've been told. No, no you can't. No, you're my partner, Matt. I'm not allowed. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not letting you. This is not a decision that you've passed by me, so I can't approve of it. So hold on, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a drink. Ooh. Okay, it's okay. It's all right. I'm not a big weed ale fan, but it's it's been staring at me, so I had to drink it. So I, I was going to do something, and it was is a total layup, mm-hmm. and it would have been good, and it, it was going to be the Indiana Jones theme, me singing over about how you fucked up by refusing to Google, <laughs> so we had to watch the hand. Okay. But I was out, and I was listening to music, and this song came on, and I'm like, no, I'm going to do this song. I, I, I got to figure out a way to make this song work. And I think that if it was in the hands, the capable hands of somebody who could sing, it mm-hmm. actually would not be bad. Okay. But unfortunately, it was in my hands. Recognize the song? Yes. Jonathan's a cartoonist. His strip's called Mandro. He's got a young daughter. And a gold-digging wife And his wife is such a cunt Arguing in the car Chirpy chirp is what I hear Should they go? Should they stay? She drives just like a chick Cut off his hand Cut off his hand It is her fault he lost his hand, he lost his hand 
It will kill you. The Hand was released on April 24th, 1981. It was written and directed by Oliver Stone, best known for being batshit crazy. It stars Michael Caine, best known for Jaws the Revenge, Andrea Markovici, best known for Space Hunter, Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Surprisingly, we have not done that one yet. Annie McEnroe, best known for Beetlejuice. Rosemary Murphy, best known for To Kill a Mockingbird. And Meryl Hobel, best known for Mommy Dearest. Bruce McGill, who I recognize from Last Boy Scout, also played another role, which we will talk about later, or unless you want to do that here. (laughs) Sure, why not? I did not know D-Day. that was D-Day. The D-Day from Animal House. He's also MacGyver's flying buddy who showed up in quite a few episodes uh, of the in the original MacGyver series. I recognized him as being from The Last Boy Scout. I was shocked when I was looking up stuff for this film and found out that that was D-Day. Really? You yeah. didn't know that? I did not know that, no. There are a couple uh, additional people the, in it. Sorry, go ahead. In The Last Boy Scout, he's the guy that's hiding in the closet when Bruce Willis figures out that there was a dude there because the toilet seat was up? Uh, yeah. That's his buddy, right? Get a gut, Mike. Joe, how long have we been friends? You see, roughly till you started banging my wife. Had a gut. <sighs> gut. <coughs> that was supposed to be for later. I, I recently rewatched that. Actually, that's, that's an enjoyable film. Okay. It's not good, but it's enjoyable. Sure. Uh, there are a couple other people that are in this film that we will address as the movie progresses. Okay. It made uh, $2.4 million on a budget of 5.2. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 26 with critics <laughs> and 28 with audiences. Which I don't understand because what did I text you just the other day? This is not a bad film. <laughs> I said this movie does not suck. Yeah. it, And I, I remember actually... Did you've never seen this before? Correct. No, I saw oh, this. Oh, I, I oh, saw right. this on on HBO with my mom. I don't think I saw it all the way through. I think I had to go to bed because I do not remember the ending at all. Okay, but I re, I remember most. I mean, there's one part that I really remember, um, but we'll get to that. Yep. Yeah. So I saw it um, on VHS, probably or Beta. Growing up, I remember it. I did not remember until I actually looked it up that it was Michael Caine. Okay. Um, this is what one of Michael Caine's uh, films, Jaws the Revenge, he famously was quoted as saying, I've never seen it. I've heard it's terrible, but I've seen the beach house that it paid for, and it's quite lovely. Yeah, they, they refer to this as his paycheck movie. Yes. And that brings us to... Welcome back. You've been on this show before. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? I've got two, but I'm sure there's more because Oliver Stone likes to use people in in multiple movies. Okay, so who do you have? I've got Oliver Stone, who plays the bum. Right. And he was he was a commanding officer in Platoon. He was probably in Wall Street also. Yes, he was. And then Tracy Walter, 
uh-huh. who was a cop at the end who played Bob the Goon in Batman. And Bob. Remember, you are my number one guy. Yeah, Bob doesn't actually yes, talk. In the, oh, actually, I'm sorry. He does talk there at the end. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I would not have caught that. And how many did, did you have for Tracy Walter? Just Bob the Goon? Yeah, he's in something else, though, isn't he? Midnight Run. You pointed him out. He was, uh, I think he owns the bar with, yes, with the, the, the eraser thing. Yes. No, 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 that's not him. They, that's that's the bar that the Nero, the, it's the diner that the Nero goes to um, after he's lost the Duke. Okay. And then the FBI guys come in. That's That's Bob the Goon's place. So you are missing one. Okay. Um, you're missing Annie, who who plays Stella. Uh, she was in Wall Street. Oh, she was? Yes. Did she get naked in Wall Street? I do not believe so. She, even though she does play a character named Muffy in Wall Street. Oh, all right. All right. So okay. the, the film starts, and at least the way that when I'm watching movies on my own personal stuff, it will randomly play a trailer beforehand. Okay. And I saw a trailer for a film I've not seen in a long time called uh, In the Company of Men. Have you ever seen that? Uh, that's another Saturday night for you. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, no. Uh, well, I think so. Maybe, maybe not. Who's in it? Uh, oh, gosh. You recognize the one guy. Um, it's not going to help. I don't know. He's, oh yeah. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. No, but it's about these two guys that are both office workers and they agree to basically both try to date this woman and just fuck her over. Okay. It's a, it's a black comedy and it's brutal. It's just a brutal film. I think she's it's, deaf too. It's not Frank Whaley, is it? What else has he been in? Oh, you would recognize. And I, if it, if it came, when did it come out? Like this in 81? Oh no! It was in the nineties. Oh, then maybe it was Frank Whaley. You'd you would recognize him. He's the guy. He's the guy in Pulp Fiction that's going what? Aaron Eckhart. It's Aaron Eckhart. Okay. So no, it's not Frank Whaley. Aaron okay. Hart. All right. But All right. It's it's an Orion film, and we see these script titles, and yes, it's that's actually Oliver Stone's handwriting that is the hey, script titles. Okay. And then we see this nice big house out in the woods. I'm I'm thinking I'm like okay, is this Lake of the Ozarks or could it be some New England lake or something? It's fall because there's there's no boats on the docks. Yeah, I I have no idea. It's got to be somewhere relatively close to New York City, though. You know, well, an hour and a half sh- away. They, and we'll get to that because they they reveal where it is in a very clever way. Okay, but there's a kid that's okay. just kind of running around with a stick. Mm-hmm. And then what would you call that little, it's not a guest it's not house. not a gazebo. It's not a gazebo. It's, it's, it's not a mother-in-law's quarters. It's, I mean. Because it's a separate building, but it's completely furnished, completely set up with electricity and heating and everything else. Is it possible? Uh, a bungalow. Okay, maybe. I, I just couldn't come up with the word for it. But Michael Caine okay. is in there. And mm-hmm. what is his profession? He's a... He's not a comic book artist. He's a comic strip artist. Right. So this would be something he's writing. It's almost like Conan the Barbarian, but it's called Mandro. And this would be something that would be in the Sunday funnies. Yes. 
Uh, like, right? uh, oh God, not Braveheart. Um, King Valiant would be Prince kind of Val- Prince, Prince Valiant, Prince okay. Valiant. or Th- or Hager, or uh, Kathy, or uh, <laughs> Garfield, or who's Beetle the Bailey. guy? Who's the guy? Beetle Bailey. Who's the guy? Andy Cap. Okay. Is yeah. that who, no, Andy. Yeah, it's Andy Cap. Is it Andy Cap or Family always got Circus? The, he's always got a heater and he's got the little beanie hat. Yes. Yes. Or fam, Family Circus. I always like find following the little black dashes, the trail of where the kid has been. There's some just brutally funny um, Family Guy, Family Guy, yes. Family Circle ones. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. But the, mm. the his name, Michael Caine's character's name is Jonathan Lansdale. Yes, and he. What is he wearing on his finger? Oh yeah, I know what it is. In my notes here, it says he has a personalized ring. Is that a signet ring? And yes, it is because he actually refers to it as a signet ring later. What's a signet ring? The kind of ring he has. Okay, it's. I believe it's. It's in olden times. It was what was used to like seal like a wax envelope. Oh, okay, all right, but. The the ring itself, oh, it's the. But wouldn't 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 if you did that, then wouldn't the letters be backwards on the wax seal? It's usually a signet ring. Usually isn't like letters or words. It's usually like a symbol. Okay, but this has his initials on there. I know. I I I don't know. All I know is that it. He calls it a signet ring later. Okay. But when when they show the ring, it's his initials J L. Mm-hmm. That looked kind of shitty. It did not look like an expensive ring by any stretch. Well, it looks like it, it looks like my wedding ring, which is all scratched up and marked up and. But it's not it's that not, it's beat up. It's just the actual letters just seem to be poorly welded on there. Okay, all right. But the so credits what, are. What continuing. were your favorite? Did you have a fr- favorite funnies in the Sunday funnies that like the go to that you would open up and that was the first one that you went to? Oh, I mean, it was so long ago probably stopped before i even got to middle school or at the latest high school but probably be garfield garfield heathcliff i think was in the sunday funnies and i, I liked hager also but just bloom county hager was bloom like, county too which one was bloom county it's the one with opus the penguin uh, i don't remember that it's done by burke Burford. i don't know it's kind of like a not so snobby dunesbury okay but All right. the credits continue. Do uh, you see who the music is by? James Horner. Yep. Who has done at least one film we've done. No, he's done one. He's done, he, did, he did Crawl. He did Crawl. He did uh, Aliens. Okay. And the only reason I know that he did Crawl is because I was going to say Wrath of Khan, but he didn't do, <laughs> we haven't done Wrath of Khan, but it's the same but it music. Sounds, it, it's the same music. Yes. But the kid wants to know what is what is happening in the comic strip that John just finished. And he says that he has to mail them tonight, but he will tell the kid tonight. Does that really seem like that is a kid friendly script? No, but if she's following it, she's been brought up with it. You know, that's what her dad does. So, but she asks, she asks if Mandro has married the princess yet. Okay. I I didn't, write that particular thing down, but the credits continue. It says that it is based on the lizard's tail. Mm-hmm. And now we see the inside of the house and his wife, her name is Anne. She is stretching and I think she's wearing kind of yoga type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I meant to pull a clip for this, but I forgot. I'll have to use it for another time, but she's sweating and she mm. tells him, tells John that she wants to sublet a place in New York for the winter. How much, 
was the place that she wanted to sub, sublet. How much was it a month? 350 Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cheap. It's a closet, if that. Yeah. Right. Right. But then we see the envelope that she wants to mail to New York to hold the hold the apartment and it's and the the return address is Vermont. Oh, okay. I had another thing about them. She, he, she gets a piece of mail from some institute. It's actually the mm-hmm. Origin Institute, which is that some kind of like yoga Scientology thing? Something like that, yes. But she really wants this apartment. She wants it so bad that she wants to put a deposit down without even seeing it. And he does not. Yes. She wants to do her own thing. Um, and he does not want her to do her own thing. <laughs> Right, and he has to mail the comics, and she's pressing him. And in in my opinion, at least here, she l- looks like a little yeah. bit like Sarah Jessica yep. Parker, without the big nose and yeah. brunette. Yeah, that's in my notes. But she says that she wants to do something on her own, and then we see that John is out chopping wood, and Michael Caine is young here or youngish. Compared to he's you know a, seeing him he, later, yeah, he's got a horrible hair haircut though. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that bothered me the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> he sweats a lot in this film too. Yes, he does. Oh yeah, he sweats a lot. But his his kid is in the background poking at something, mm-hmm. and he goes over and what is it that she's poking? A lizard tail that is still kind of moving, and then the cat is eating the rest of the lizard. Right, and. Lizzie, the daughter, and John are having this back and forth about whether or not the tail that's still moving has, uh, what what do you call it? Um, it has a mind of its own. Yeah, yeah. It's just no. It's just reflexes. And then, how does Lizzie know I'm doing that when there's no head? It doesn't know, darling. It's just a reflex. Moves quick when I put the stick near it. You see, it knows. And then the cat jumps in and takes the tail. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a jump scare. Yeah, and but where, where where are they next? They are in a car driving. Yes, yes, and <laughs> kind of reveals the wife reveals. I really don't want you coming with us. <laughs> yeah, and what, he's they're they're going back and forth about the apartment, and she says, "Well, it's kind of small," and. She says that there's a living room, a kitchen, and a bedroom. And what is his concern about this setup? Um, that the, there won't be room for him to do his drawings. Right, exactly. And her response to that is, well, I thought you'd stay here. <laughs> yeah. And is, is she trying to break up with him here? And, and she says no. I, I think she's trying to go for a separation. Like, I remember when my parents got divorced, they gave me a false sense of hope that oh we're just separating we're just going to see you know what it would be like and in my mind they they planted the seed of so you're saying there's a chance and so i got crushed multiple on multiple levels during that divorce but a a woman driver is coming up behind them and trying to pass them in a truck yes and this this i refer to her as some karen in a shitty car is honking at them uh, and Michael Caine has this to say. I see Water. Get back, you silly cow. <laughs> and it is... But, 
I, I, I believe that's the only clip from the movie I pulled. Is it? I don't. Well, I, so many of them are blind. I'm not sure. Well, yes. Okay. Well, you said I, I pulled all the good ones. So you did. You did. You pulled all the good ones. But his arm is hanging on, uh, kind of out the window, almost yes. foreshadowing, and but. Anne says that she assumed that it would be good for them to be apart for a while and do some thinking. And right. so she does want them to split up and yeah. she doesn't know what is wrong, but something is, and this is her explanation. And I love this explanation she gives. I'm not talking about a separation or anything permanent or anything like that. I just felt that we should be on our own for a while. Isn't that exactly what a separation is? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And he says, there's no way you are taking Lizzie to New York. while I stay to pay the bills. And she says, well, she'll go anyway. And then she, how is she driving? Oh, she puts the pedal to the metal. Yeah, she's, and she's going to do a, a pass this truck on a blind turn. And there's a, there's this, it's a, what is it, like a hay truck that she's trying to pass? I think so. And there's a car that's coming the other way. And basically the stupid cow gets in behind them so they can't slow down to get back behind the hay truck or they're going to hit this other car head on. And he's got his right hand out the window and he's trying to wave her back. Um, and what happens? Oh, <laughs> she slams on the brakes and his hand just gets chopped yes. off by the truck. Right. And blood is just spurting out all over the place. Yeah. And, yeah, and they, slams on the brakes and basically sideswipes a fence. And they they spin out and he's screaming and blood is just <laughs> pouring out of him. Just right. And I'm thinking to myself, don't be a pussy. This is and this is what I wanted to say to him. Look. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> You're pulling stuff from every other movie, apparently. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. acting in, in this particular scene was not great. No, no, it was not. But I'm thinking this is going to be a tough break for an artist, for somebody that makes his yeah. living with his right hand <laughs> to have lost it. I mean, if he lost well, his what, left hand, it would be okay, I guess. Well, there was the episode of um, MASH where a guy gets his hand all mangled and, and blown to bits, and he's a concert pianist, and Charles the, the takes it upon himself to get some sheet music from a composer that lost his hand in the first world war and had to basically learn how to play with just his left hand. And it was a redemption story for this uh, young fellow. And then Hawkeye convinced a woman to kill her child and end of the episode. Yeah. And then he banged another nurse in the, in the tent, in the supply tent <laughs> and then got all preachy and woke on us. <laughs> but the ambulance is there and this is, this ambulance definitely dates when this film was made. <laughs> Sure. That is an ancient ambulance. Sure. But she's she's, out in the field. (laughs) What's she doing? Well, she's pulling a a scene from Saving Private Ryan where the guy is looking for his arm and just picks it up and starts walking towards the gunfire (laughs) with his arm in his hand. But, yeah, he he just has... She's out in the field looking, and there's a bunch of cops with her, but then we have a time jump, and I don't know Mm -hmm. how much of a time jump, but it has to be quite a bit because he's healed Oh, yeah, the stump is all it's got flesh around it and everything. It's all healed up. And he's trying to do some exercise. And he, he's saying that he can still feel his fingers, his hand. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, when I when I had my um, my penis reduction s- surgery, I can still feel the extra four inches sometimes. Okay, is that where you you wanted? And actually, you're jumping ahead here just a bit, but is this where you no, wanted your stump no, clip? No, no. Okay, no. but he's talked to his doctor, and you know, he the doctor actually asks him how it feels. How does it feel? Like they're still there. My, my fingers. Like they're moving. I can feel them. Well, that's quite normal. You'll have phantom feelings for years. Heat, cold, irritation, pain. Your memory is still feeding familiar sensations of having a hand along your nerve endings. You'll never quite get over that feeling. That has to suck. Yeah. And he is just looking at her like, this is all your fucking fault. Just the way he's staring at her. Yeah, there is a and lot she knows of, it. yeah, looks that yeah. that say more than the actual words do in this film. Right. But I mean, in his mind, he's thinking, I can't draw. I can't wipe. I can't jerk off like I'm, like I'm used to. And it totally remind, reminded me of the scene from Carlito's Way. Diapers, man. I got fucking diapers. I shit my pants every day. I can't walk. I can't hump. You know? You know that film was written by a guy from our high school. Is that Dave Kep? Yep. Okay. That was a good movie. I like that movie. Never saw it. Really? Yeah. God damn, it's 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 one of Pacino's better ones. So um but now he's talking with his daughter, and I don't quite know what it is he's talking about this, but this is what I noticed. She's got an English accent. So how does that work out that you've got somebody that's got your, you know, a, a mixed Anglo couple that one that has an American accent and one that has an English accent? How do you decide, okay, she's going to talk like me or do you just, does it just, is it just become like a hybrid or does it bounce, does she bounce back and forth between American and English accent? I, I, honestly, it, it is about what you're around the most. Okay. So... You know, she would be in, I don't know, second grade, third grade by this point. And, she, and she's a freaky looking kid too. Yeah. But she, she's, I mean. She's weird looking. She would have been, spent more time around people with an American accent. So it's not likely that she would have a, a, a an English accent. Sure. Yeah. But, Cause she'd be going to school with kids, kids who have an American accent. Right. And, but they're talking about his stump, his hand. And she talks about how she heard a story or somebody told them, told her about somebody that had their hand cut off and then it was able to be sewn back on. And he says that, well, they have to do that right away. But she has a a good question about the hand itself. What happened to the hand? Mommy went to look for it, but it ran away. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Yeah, but now we're in bed uh, with Anne and John, and she asks him if he's looking forward to going to New York, and she tries touching him, and he pulls away. He's like, don't touch me. But then she strokes it, and were you thinking what I was thinking at this point while they're in bed? No. Okay, (laughs) that it could possibly be used as this? I caught the Ass Pounder 4000, and it... (laughs) That's where you wanted the stump cliff? Yeah, yeah. 
But as she's caressing it, he cries. But no, I mean, think about it. Think about it. He could just go in there and be like, bam, 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 anywhere. I mean, if you're brave enough, anything's a dildo. (laughs) I've heard that. Yes. No, Paige, no. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but But he's like, he starts crying. He's like, it's so ugly. Look away, I'm hideous. That could have been a callback to, I think, last week as well. Because we talked about that specifically. Oh, yes. Yes, we did. But he goes outside and he's walking in his PJs. Mm -hmm. And he goes into his studio and he's going to try to draw with his left hand. Yes. And he's having a problem just keeping the paper in place with his stump. Sure. And then cat meows. And then he looks and it's it's not there. It's a low, it's a low like... And then he looks, yeah, and then the cat jumps on the table and then suicides itself. <laughs> I laughed out loud when this happened. So did I. I rewound I had to rewind. I'm like, wait, did that just happen? It's like, yeah, the, what cat, the, fuck was that? the cat the the cat jumps out the glass window. But he's kind of freaked out about this whole thing. But then he looks in the corner where the he thought the cat was, and there's some logs that are there that he must use for a pot belly stove in that little bungalow. And they're kind of rattling around. Yeah, there's a lot of possible things that might be happening at this point in the film. Mm -hmm. But the next day, he takes a cab. Why did he take a cab? Why wouldn't he just have Anne drive him to to where the accident was? I don't know. He he didn't want to be around her or something. I can see that. Yeah. But we, we see a flashback, and it's the first of a couple flashbacks. The other flashbacks aren't until the very end of the film. Mm-hmm. But we see a flashback and we see the hand being cut off from a different angle. Yes. And we see the hand just kind of whoosh, shoots into the field. Right. And then we see a an image of a, a decomposing hand. And he's walking through this grass. And is this grass or is this corn? I don't I I didn't pay attention to it. I think it's grass. But it's a weird POV shot from the ground, like the point of view of the hand. It's like from the um, the view of the snake from Anaconda with Jennifer Lopez. Okay, which you probably and I think John Voight is. Yeah, in that John also. Voight is in that as well. Ice Cube, I believe. Yeah, Ice Cube is in that. Yes. Let me guess. You've never seen it. No, I've seen that. Okay, where you've seen that? Yeah, where John Voight <laughs> gets spit out by the snake and he just winks. The snake does. No, John Voight gets spit out like half di- digested from okay. the from the snake. And then he winks. He does? <laughs> yeah. It's really okay. fucking creepy. All right. But John kicks a bottle. And then he finds something. What does he find? He finds the ring. Yeah, he finds his ring. No hand, though. Right. But what are there in in the grass? What does he see in the grass? I don't know. Blood trails. Oh, okay. Uh, th- this would be weeks or even months later. Does it not rain there? Yeah, there there definitely would not be any blood trails, but uh, let's carry on with the movie, and and that'll kind of explain itself out. Okay, but he uh, at some night might be the same day. He's at dinner with somebody. Who's he at dinner with? Is this his agent? Yeah, that's his agent. Okay, at first I thought it was his mom, um, and then I'm like, no, that's his agent. And he tells her that he found the ring. Like she'd be like, I don't. Why are you telling shit. Me I don't give a shit. And it shows him kind of a flashback of him putting it in a little cardboard box and stuffing it in his underwear drawer. Okay. She wants him to continue the comic. 
Um, and he's like, but I've been offered a job to teach at some college in California. But she explains to him that she found an artist to continue the drawing that, and he, this artist would just follow his storyline. And she says that this guy has a, or no, no, no. He, now he has another vision of the hand with bugs on it. Yes. In the middle of dinner. And as they are at dinner, what is she doing for him? Is she wiping his mouth? Or she, is she cutting his meat? Yeah, she's cutting his meat. Yeah, but what is she eating? What's on her plate? I don't know. It's a crab. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, because that does come up in just a second. Yeah. Because he... Well, my, yeah, actually, my miss, I'm, I'm going... My missus my missus cuts my meat. <laughs> come, come on, find a joke. I know you can do it. You can do it, Matt. This must be a fine knife. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Obviously, um, and this is a thing where the hand, the disembodied hand, the hand that is separated from him, sometimes is shown to be a reflection of his emotions. Okay. Because she's trying to feed him, and he's getting frustrated, and they show the obviously fake hand. Mm -hmm. And you can see the frustration in the hand. Sure. And he's talking about adjusting and then there's a crab on her plate and it starts closing in a hand like way. Right. Right. But his agent tells him that the moment that he's back on his feet, his wife will leave him. Right. Bitch. And then we're walking on the street in New York and he goes to the origin Institute. Yes. And once again, in my notes, is this a dance studio and nothing else? It has to be something more. It's like some kind of yoga learning method teaching thing is this yeah is this a place where yogis go to learn how to teach yoga i'm not sure but was yoga that big back then in 81 i mean now it's exploded but was it it was more kind of a a niche thing back then yes yeah and now you know between pilates and yoga and bar and jazzercise and all that shit because back then it was just it was aerobics Right, I think that's that was the only gig in town, wasn't it? Jazzercise, yeah. Was jazzercise a thing back then? I just remember hearing about aerobics. But um, this yoga teacher is totally putting the moves on Anne, and she is nipping out like like it's she could cut glass. I am going to kill him with my bare hands. I will take him by the throat and rip out his esophagus. So, Wharf Clip, you want to know what episode that's from? No, (laughs) I have no idea. But do you know who plays the yoga instructor? No. Oh, yes, Kramer. I uh, think I know something about this. Would you excuse us, dear? Yeah. Interesting face. Yeah. You're very live, aren't you? Very graceful. Well, yeah. Got it yet? Is, is that where they wanted him to be an underwear model? You're on the right track. That is Calvin Klein. Oh, that's Calvin Klein. So the yoga guy plays Calvin Klein in Seinfeld. Correct. Yes. Okay. All well, right. But you yeah. are correct. She was nipping out because it says she seems excited in my notes. Yeah. She is loving it. And John is watching. And that's where I, I wanted to say John's watching. And this is what he would say to this yoga guy. But um, she sees him. And then we have a vision of the hand moving. What's the hand doing? It's crawling. Okay. But now we're back at their apartment. They're the New York. And it didn't seem like it was that small of a place, did it? No, it actually seemed pretty large, honestly. Right, right. 
and she's getting out of the shower mm-hmm. and she's, she's bitching or chirping that he was mean to the instructor and he sneezes. Yes. And it is very obvious that she has a thing for the yoga instructor. Oh yeah, absolutely. But then he goes into his underwear drawer and what's missing from the cardboard box in his underwear drawer. Signet ring. Yes. And, and she, she has no idea she, where it is. Yeah. But she talks about him possibly getting some professional help. And he's like, there's no way that we can afford it. And also he has very strong opinions about the whole idea of seeing a shrink in general. All they do is I'm going to pay some parasite $100 an hour to listen to me rattle on about my experiences in my mother's womb. You're crazy. (laughs) After $1,000, you'll probably tell me I have a penis complex because I lost my hand. And after $10,000, you'll probably tell me I'm sane again. No doubt we're all crazy in some ways. Leave that. That doesn't mean we have to go parading out our psychosis to some other psychotic just because he has a white coat and a degree, does it? This is why I send you the clips that I pulled, Doug. <laughs> there were so many, I couldn't keep track of them. But uh, he he's wearing PJs and she's wearing a nightie. And mm-hmm. she actually crawls across to him in bed and wants to spoon, but he kind of gives a nonverbal rejection to that. Yes. He and she stops. Side. Yes. And then... First the time turns, this happens, yeah. It turns black and white. And, and I'm like, oh, what's what's going on here? And the hand is huh. crawling, and then what does it show the hand do? We see the hand going in the drawer and getting the ring, and then we see the cat, and then he wakes up in a, in a flop sweat. Yeah, just absolutely soaked, and there are sirens that are mm-hmm. going off in the background, and she's concerned about him, and... We go to the next scene, and what do you call the thing that you put over the stump? Is that just called a sock? I think so. But a prosthetic, a pro, pro, prosthetic, prosthetic, sock. yeah, prosthetic, yeah. prosthetic, prosthetic. But yeah, it's uh, he's putting his hand on it, um, or he's putting his hand on, and the the doctor or the technician is like, oh yeah, this is gonna hurt. And it's not a claw. It is more of a, not really Luke Skywalker, but kind of Luke Skywalker in that it's got, you know, four fingers and a thumb. Sure. And just like somebody else, it is strapped in via harness. And, but but the, the fake hand has some powers. Sure. When he, with practice, you'll be able to pick up surprisingly small objects. Drawing. Just mute you. But I'm going into it. Changing razor blades, catching flies. It just depends on what you want to do with your hand. Drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mentioned something twice. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. the doctor just kind of, uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> not going to happen, man. But there's there's a glove that he puts on it. And how often is he supposed to change the glove? I don't know. Every couple of months, whenever he feels like it. Okay. I would think it would just get dirty handling shit. But it's a black leather glove. I mean, you know, I don't know. I suppose. But yeah. What what would you want to do with an artificial hand? Well, I mean, it's like the stranger. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of dangerous, though. 
in a little bit. You don't want to extend that harness too much because you could you could really squeeze your cock. Um, <laughs> you think he he can like you know how they say if he moves his shoulder forward, it closes the the into a fist, right? You think it's like well, if you drop your shoulder just down and back into the right, you can hook the G, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, perhaps, but um. He he makes a fist, and this is another one, uh, another part of this film where there's anger in his face. Sure, there's emotion that's being conveyed by facial expressions rather than by actual dialogue. And then we go back to their New York apartment, and he's looking at the comics that were drawn by this other guy. Mm-hmm. And what is his opinion of the strips drawn by this other guy? Well, it's a completely different style of of art. And this guy is changing the story. He's just supposed to be drawing what he writes, but this guy is taking it off in a completely different direction. And Anna's like, I can't talk to you when you're shouting at me. And he's like, I'm not shouting at you. I'm shouting at him. (laughs) Shut up, bitch. (laughs) Just listen. Listen to me. But, you know, think about it this way. His, his whole thing is, it is, it's good but it's not Mandro. And this is right. something that he created and he is not a like super famous, super rich guy, even though apparently he can afford a gold digging bitch. Right. With a really nice lake house in Vermont and a flat in New York city. Well, it's only 350 a month, I suppose. But you know, there is the idea of like the ownership of things you create. Mm-hmm. And I, we already mentioned him once on this podcast, but I, I'm just thinking of like Lucas you know, the things that he created and I get, you know, star Wars, he sold the the whole thing, you know, years and years and years ago. But to me, in my opinion, the fact that Indy five does not have Lucas and does not have Spielberg Mm -hmm. is problematic. And I I just think, you know, that would be tough. I guess, you know, four, $4 billion helps cushion that blow, but still. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with $4 billion? I mean, he was rich before he sold it. So do you think he was just kind of pressured? Do you think Disney just kind of strong-armed him? Like, come on, man, you got to do it. We, you know, it's... No, I think he donated, I think he donated most of it. Okay. But um, yeah, he's not happy. And then he's, he's talking about the whole idea of taking over the strip with Ant. Mm-hmm. This isn't Mandra. This is some character he's made up. But if he's going to take over the strip... He is not supposed to take over the strip. Why don't you let him? Because I invented Mandro. I have lived with him for ten years. He is mine. I created him. That doesn't mean you can't give him up. Give him up? Why should I? Because you'll get a good income out of it, and we won't have to worry about Lizzie or the rent or what we're going to do after Christmas. It's all about her. And then what what is the last thing that she says in this conversation to him? Uh, I don't know. All right, but he yells at her and then stops, and he's in the shower. John is mm-hmm. in the shower. And this actually reminded me a little bit of like a Nightmare on Elm Street type thing. Yes. Where one of the shower knobs turns into a hand. Does it flip him the bird? No, it does not. <laughs> but he then it goes back to normal, and how how do you like your shower? I mean... You know, on a lukewarm to scalding hot. Scalding hot. Yeah, I, I don't. I like it like I like my women, you know, barely warm. And 
Yeah. When is I got to cut this? <laughs> but, um, no, but John loved- barely wore so like half dead. Basically, <laughs> you like your women half dead. I, I wasn't talking or about dead po- or dead 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 for just like twenty minutes. I wasn't talking about body temperature, but Jen loves showers that will fucking burn you. I mean, yeah, and then you then that she get out and you touch her and you're like, oh my god, why do you take what? Because that's what my missus does. And I'm sorry, I totally just interrupted you there. God, I'm a dick. Um, I'm gonna keep on inter- interrupting. She'll be like, she'll touch me or she'll give me a hug, and she's like, oh my god, why do you take such hot showers? I'm like, because they're awesome. They feel great. I I, I like. No, it's the way it honestly is painful. If she gets out of the shower and she leaves it on so I can jump in, it's painful uh-huh. to go in there because it's so fucking hot. Yeah. So there's there's a, an agreement that we have with the shower head that when you're done with the shower, do you have the detachable the shower head or no, we, okay. do, we don't have the detachable shower head, uh, turn it to the side. Otherwise, when you, you get in the shower and it's just the water hits you right away, that's not cool because then, yes, we, we, we take different temperatures, showers, so. I don't want to be hit with lukewarm water. And she doesn't want to be hit with scalding hot water. So when we do that vacation, maybe we'll have to do a little bit of a switcheroo there. You think so? <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody in that w- would go for that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. We're, we are not the type. We are not upside down pineapple people. Am I the one who told you about that? No, I knew about that forever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So John is walking down the street and is that a, I call it a portfolio bag. I don't know what else you'd call it. Yes. And he's talking to, is it Maddox or Maddow? Rachel Maddow? Well, it's one or the other. I don't know. But he goes in and he's talking to Maddow. And do you know who this guy is? I've seen him before. He always plays kind of a weird, quirky character. This is called Cavelli's Oh, team. this guy. Yeah. That Just, guy from, from Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah, he played Carvelli. <laughs> when I saw him, I like, think no he was, fucking way, that's Carvelli. I think he was in a couple of episodes of Laverne and Shirley also. I'm sure. I mean, he, he his IMDb is is really deep. It's all thin, but it's it's really deep. Is he still alive? I think so. Okay. But um, they're discussing the changes to the plot that Carvelli did, and... John says, basically, he made Mandrill a pussy. <laughs> yeah, he weakened him by making him think. And he's like, you got all these fucking thought bubbles. And and he says, well, maybe, actually, this is what he says. Maybe Mandrill should change a little bit. Begin to uh, explore himself. Ask questions. Oh, yes. I've been told. But you don't cut the balls off Superman. It's not cutting the balls off of him. It's the same thing Walt Kelly did with Pogo. Pogo. <laughs> who's who is Pogo? Who's who is who's Pogo? In, Pogo. He he's he's an ape from um no, the Umbrella but, Academy. But in Walt Disney, who's Pogo in the Walt Disney universe? It's not Walt Disney. I think he's a. I think he's a penguin. He was like a daily comic strip character, I believe. Well, he just, the dude just said like what Walt Disney did with Pogo. Oh, okay. But, well, whatever, still. Okay. But um, he takes the boards out, and they are all destroyed. Yes. They're all marked up. And the agent is pissed. Mm-hmm. And John is out on the street, and he's replaying the conversation in his head. And who does he run into? He runs into a bum. Well, he runs into you. 
Well, that's a big that's that's a callback from a long time ago. Well, you, my friend, have crossed the line that divides man and bum. <laughs> you are now a bum. That callback. That callback. Yes, but it's Oliver Stone playing the bum, and, and Oliver Stone's character has a stump as well. Oh, he does. Yes. Okay, I did not catch that. And but uh, this is the second it, time it switches into black and white. Yes. Yes. And the bomb is muttering as he walks into an alley. Yeah. And then what does he get? What does he get attacked by? He gets attacked by the hand and the hand is choking him to death. Right. And the hand actually says that's for wall street. Money never sleeps. (laughs) Okay. You know, 20 years later, but, um, yes, back at his place in New York Anne is sitting with her Yogi and she is crying. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, who dies? Is it is it going to be Annie or is it going to be the yogi? Which one is going to die? Right. But the yoga guy, Bill, is, is as she's crying and he's consoling her, he's going, well, why did you do it? We don't know what she did. Yeah. I Put yourself in, in, that, in that position. Okay. Where you come home and there's some guy. And they're in, not doing anything wrong but it no. still feels off well especially considering that the guy he's wearing you can see his bulge and he's you know rubbing it up against your wife and he's that's got a wrong. little pre-cum leaking out yeah yes that's wrong <laughs> okay so and there's nothing might, right about that you might not want to answer this um so, and if you don't that's fine because i can just talk about from my experience obviously there are people that your missus knew before you and she she knows outside of you. Mm-hmm. And there will be times when you will be out at a function and you will you will be the odd man out in that you are not the person that people know. You've never met this guy, this girl, whatever. Have you ever been in a situation where you're a little uncomfortable with how familiar she is with people? Mm-mm. I've had that happen a ton. And the thing is I have to check myself because these are people that she's known for, you know, 20 some years, like people she went to Mm -hmm. college with stuff like that. And, you know, I can't, I I can't be the jealous guy. If I, if I have those jealous feelings, I have to, you know, just bury that shit down because it's not rational. And, you know, they've known each other long enough that, you know, they have a familiarity and they have like a, you know, they have a history where it's like things that you, you couldn't do or say with somebody you just met, you can do with somebody you've known forever. Yeah. I mean, uh, my missus has kind of taken her past and put it in the past. She doesn't hang out with people that she went to high school with. Like I do. She doesn't really keep in contact with the, even like her college roommates. I mean, she's friends with them on Facebook, but she doesn't ever see them. They don't have like a, a girls night where they go out and get together. It's interesting. There's a dude that she dated before we got engaged and they dated for quite a long time and he kind of fucked her over. And I asked, I've asked her a couple times. I'm like, have you ever looked him up on Facebook? And she's like, Nope. I'm like, you don't have any desire to see who he's married. If he has kids, what he looks like, if he's gotten fat, if he's going bald, you have no desire to see that. She's like, Nope. So, I mean, I've tried looking up every single person I've ever kissed. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've done the Facebook stalking quite a bit. With oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, sure. And a lot of it is kind of 
depending on how it ended, just hoping it's like, yeah, I hope that bitch got fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, but he, he talks. His, to, he, yeah, he's talking to his daughter. And what is she doing yes. as he's talking to her? Mm, I, I don't know. Playing with G.I. Joe figures? No, like father, like daughter. She is. Oh, is she drawing? Yeah, she's drawing. She's drawing okay. a house, but shitty house. But still, um, he asks her about the Carvelli mandrel boards and if yeah. she saw them and what she thought of them. What did she think of them? She didn't like them. And then he asks if she touched them. And what did she say to that? No, I did not. And then Anne comes in. The, the yogi has left. Mm-hmm. And we just did it, but I'm going to do it again. Um, let's step out of the movie here for a second. Okay. And I want to talk about levels of betrayal. Okay. So there's cheating. That's obviously a level of betrayal. But mm-hmm. are there are there varying levels of cheating where it's like it is worse where you did it, who you did it with, who you did it in no. front of? No. No, so, I mean, it's cheating. And che- cheating is cheating. It's bad no matter what. It's bad no matter what, but it's worse. It's worse if you do it, if she does it on your bed yeah. and your kid is in the other room. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's kind of the bitch yeah. combo platter there. Because <laughs> okay, the there's cheating. Platter. Nice. There's cheating in yeah. your house, and then there's cheating when your kid is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not great. But That's he, not great. But he asks her why she was crying, and she's like, well, I can't tell you. <laughs> And she has a stupid reason. I don't even know what it was. I didn't write it down what, what her stupid reason was. But she wants to know what happened at the meeting. And Yeah. Yeah. Karen called off the strip. And I don't think she'll be doing anything for me in the future. Yeah. <laughs> will, will she want anything else? Nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's concerned. And why is she concerned here? Money, money, money. Yeah. Her meal ticket is ending. Uh-huh. And she shoves... Or he, he she doesn't he does he shoves the whole oh I'm not supposed to talk about it afterwards <laughs> right to her because that's exactly what she said to him and she wants to know what about money and he says he'll get a job yeah and where's this job he's gonna get going to California on a big jet plane or what's the other one um that's off Led Zeppelin for it. never mind um but she's not happy about this and she's gonna go give her daughter a bath and then the hand is there and it kind of retreats under a radiator. Mm-hmm. And then another time jump. And that's the thing about this movie is you cannot tell exactly how long it is between this part and that part, other than kind of putting some of the details together in your head, because it's going to take so long for him to heal. Right. Right. But yeah, we're in California and he's driving through the mountains and well, he's um, not driving. No, he's not driving D day. Yeah, he's being driven Brian. around in a Jeep. Yeah. By by Brian. And um the students have heard of him. Right. Yeah. He he's a name. And how what do they need to do in order to get credit for a class that they're teaching? I don't know. They need to have fifteen kids enroll in the class. Okay. And um do you know what a Brigham show is? No. So um when you do stand up, there's a couple different types of shows. There's like open mics. There's ones where like you're just paid to show up and then there are what are called Brigham shows. And a Brigham show is you will get stage time, but you have to bring X number of people to the show in order to get stage time. Okay. And that's kind of what this is. It's kind of a Brigham thing where he needs to have 15 people per class that he teaches. 
Okay. And he they get taught by the course and they they're the, Brian says don't take attendance after the first few classes. The state reimburses based on the kids. Okay. And uh he says, "Yeah, you should be fine. People have heard of you, but what is the name of the college?" Boy, I don't know. I didn't even write that down. It's so obscure. Sarahville <laughs> College. Oh, is it? Yeah. Nice. Sarah. Yeah. And he, he's teaching his first class. The ice <laughs> is going to break. <laughs> but these students look pretty fucking old. They, they're, they're, it's a mixed bag of, I mean, it's like, it's, it's a shitty community college. Well, you went to Harvard on the Hill for a, a period, didn't you? I got my associate's degree from Harvard on the Hill. I mean, what was the mix of ages? Oh, it was there? mostly it was mostly young. It okay. was mostly young. Yeah, definitely. But he's having them go around the room and introduce themselves and what their favorite comic is. Mm-hmm. First guy doesn't have one. No, neither does the second. So none of these people are really comic book fans. It's because he has a name. He has name recognition. That's why they're in this class. It sounds sure. like sure, sure. But he's staying in a cabin, mm-hmm. and there's a snake that's on a rock. I didn't quite understand that. Was the snake dead? Because it looked like it was all kind of in a weird shape, and it was kind of bloody. Yeah, yeah. Is, I, it, is it dead? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Right. But, but he's cooking, and mm-hmm. he's using the robotic hand to pick up a burger. Yeah, he's having some issues there with that hamburger. So what happens with the hamburger? It just falls to the floor. Is that like five-second rule in effect? Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, he kind of looks around, does up over his shoulder, and says, yeah, fuck it, I'm just going to eat it. Right, right. We are now 42 minutes into this film. What has not appeared in this film as of yet? Probably the only film we have done to this point, outside of the Star Wars ones, that this is true for 42 minutes in. I don't know. Not a single heater yet. Oh, Okay. They're coming, though. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's talking to Lizzie on the phone, and Anne wants to talk to him. And the connection just sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Well, this is 1981 on the other side of the country. So what What do you think that was a minute? Buck 75, oh, 75 you cents? You think a buck 70? I would say 75 cents a minute, sure. Yeah, it's not cheap. No. And No, it was not. But they don't. They don't. They're not coming out. They don't want to give up the loft for Christmas. And he's like, Christmas is two months away. Yeah, she got what she wanted. She's apart from him, mm-hmm. and he sees like just a a quick flash of her being hurt. Yeah, and she's just kind of a bitch to him in sure. general. Yeah, and he says we'll talk, and, and then he hangs, hangs up. up. No, love you, no goodbye, just click. Right, right. But later on that night, or maybe it's maybe it's not that night, but uh, he wakes up and there's it's raining and he there's water running in the shower. Well, it sounds like there's there, a leak at first. Yeah. And he goes yeah. to find it. Mm-hmm. And then what is it? It's water running in the shower and then immediately a branch breaks through the window. Okay. That remind you of any other movie? Poltergeist. <laughs> Where's where is it? <laughs> yeah. And he returns to his bed and the signet ring is uh-huh. on his pillow. Oh fuck. <laughs> that that 
Does do you think the hand is getting frequent flyer miles? <laughs> you think so? Because it's done some traveling. Sure has. But he, he lifts up the pillow, and there's nothing underneath the pillow. And then in class, he's doing a slideshow about drawing emotions. Mm-hmm. And on the left hand side is like a detailed drawing, and on the right hand side is basically almost the equivalent of an emoticon drawing. Right. I couldn't even draw the silly little smiley face. No, you no, couldn't. I'm not a drawer. You're right. But he's graded their sketchbooks, and they should pick them up on their way out. And then he's at home, and he's drinking and working on drawing with the robot hand, and there's a knock at his door. Sure. And and who is it? What's her name? Hey, Stella! Stella! Yeah, a little snack from his class named Stella. Yes, and she is a snack. But man, when she opens up her mouth... <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that in just just a second. <laughs> okay. All right. So she asks for a beer. No, 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 no. She gives him the sketchbook. He offers her coffee, and she says, no, I want a beer. And sh- she seems nice, and she asks if he thinks that she'll make it as a cartoonist. Because what was the only thing she was ever good at? Uh, drawing? No, bookkeeping. Oh, bookkeeping. Okay. And And she's a little bit forward about what she wants, and she uses one of Doug's lines. Take it from the can. So, <laughs> but she doesn't want to be a bookkeeper. Um, she doesn't know what she wants to be. She kind of wants to be a professional student. Yeah. And she's talking about Brian D-Day from Animal House. Um, and he, she says that he doesn't even look at her ass. Yeah. I seen you with Brian. Yeah. He's dying to fuck me and never let him. Drives me crazy. He's always doing this number. Walks around, he's hiking up his pants, showing me how big he is. He's so stuck on himself, you know? Never looks at my ass. With you, it's different. I like the way you look at me. Okay, so now I have a new segment I want to introduce. Okay. Want to play some Sega hockey. So would Doug have picked up on this sign? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Um, A sign that I definitely picked up on that I wasn't going to do anything with this. When I used to run the cousin sub shop, I had all kinds of high school girls that worked for me. Wait, is this about so, like a, a like the most obvious sign that anybody's giving you? Oh, this this one's like seriously, yeah. Okay, I'll, hold, I'll hold on to that. Hold on to that. Okay, okay. and uh, you'll uh, you'll understand it, why in just a second. So, okay. Uh, so you would have picked up on just what she said so far. Yes. Yes. And then what does she do next? Um. She just takes off her top. Yeah. Would you have picked up on that side? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. concludes. Does my ass look good in this thong? So for next week, not for this week, I want you to come up with the the most obvious sign you ever gave out. Okay. And the most obvious sign that somebody gave you that you either picked up on or did not. Okay. All right, but uh, there, there'll be many. <laughs> okay, that that's that's fine. 
Next okay. week's going to be a long podcast, I'm pretty sure. You think so? Yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, she takes off her top and she has nice boobs. Her nipples are a little inverted. But I mean, I mean, they're smaller, but they're, they're, I mean, she's probably 25 at maybe at this, at this point. Sure. Sure. But she's, she's old fashioned and mm-hmm. what does old fashioned to her mean? That she likes to do it in the bed. Yeah. She likes to make it in the bed is what she says. Yes. Yeah. But they're in bed and he's about to take his hand off and she says this to him. No, 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 no. Don't take them off. Don't take leave them on. Yeah. I think that's our first Van Halen. <laughs> and then, um, but according to my celebrity movie nudity site, it says mm-hmm. that she shows Bush here. I could not see it at all. No, it's too dark. No, there's, yeah, there's. I didn't see any bush. But um, he lays down, and she's kind of playing with his robot hand, and then she says this to him: "Come on, do it. Just don't hold off. Come on. Do." What exactly think is it that she wants him to do? I don't know, but I think it would have been a lot more seductive had she said it this way. Do it. <laughs> Palpatine does it for you, Doug? Yeah, he does. No, and originally this is where I was going to bring up the uh, hook in the G with the robot. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. But, but yeah. they get all, they're all done, and uh, he asks her if she wants a ride, and she's like, oh, it wouldn't be cool. What does that mean, and it wouldn't be cool? Is it because people would see her, or? Yes, yes. People would see her in the car with him, and then she's like, well, do you want me to come back? And he's like, how about tomorrow? <laughs> and then yeah. she peels off on her moped. I'm thinking, yeah, I got I to gotta become a teacher. <laughs> yeah. But she left something there for him. What did she leave? Yeah, she left her sketchbook. And I got to tell you something. My nine-year-old draws better than that bitch. Yeah, her drawings are awful. But They're then horrible. He, he gets to one, and it's a drawing oh, yeah. of what? Her naked, dressed or drawn in the same style as Mandro, and there's a giant hand over her pussy. Yeah, yeah, that is actually well, where it says you think you could hook the cheek with the robot hand. <laughs> right, right. But you know what? All that all that boob talk. I think it's time to go to the lobby. Okay. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So, have you ever been at a urinal and you're like wearing sandals and the guy next to you, his stream is so heavy that you're catching shrapnel on your feet (laughs) from him? Oh, they didn't have the little divider bars? No, they did not. They did not. I, I have some other dudes pee on my feet. Oh, that's not cool. That happens. So you have your your bathrooms at your house. Mm-hmm. Um, what floor do you have in there? Is it like linoleum what? or is it tile or? Uh, let's see. Upst- the kids' bathroom and the bathroom in the master bedroom are linoleum, which one of these days we're going to get around to completely gutting and remodeling the master bathroom. Because we've never it's we've never been happy with it. Um, my bath the bathroom that I always poop in 
on the main floor is hardwood floors. And then the bathroom in the basement is ceramic tile, which I laid myself. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hard, hardwood floor. I don't like, cause it's like, Oh fuck. Now I gotta fucking get toilet paper. And you know, when you get the little stray, when you're getting oh, the, and, the and multiple it, streams, and it, go, it goes in the crap. When you got like a, well, you got like a big pube going across your hole <laughs> Yeah, and you get two, two streams. One goes down and one's like, you don't know where it's going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that pee is going to run down in the cracks between the the hardwood floor. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. we have our. Have you ever? Have okay. Have you ever sat down to poop, and you're peeing, and it goes out through the, the space between the seat and the. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, God damn it. No, but yeah. that, that actually, that's happened to me at work. Okay. And, and the victim was like the pants I was wearing. Oh man! It's, oh come on. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't have to present now. So. Okay. So now we are so, at a bar. With Brian or D-Day. And they're talking about blackouts. And, and he's John's telling Brian about it. He found a drawing that he doesn't remember doing. And Brian goes. Yeah, this is a long conversation. I have this whole oh, thing. Oh, you, you yeah. have this whole thing. But Brian okay. has a heater. That's This is the first introduction oh, yeah. of heaters in, in the film. So Okay. But this all is right. a, a long conversation they have at the bar about some concerns that John has. Mm-hmm. I found this drawing. I don't remember doing it. Was it obscene? Yeah. Maybe retired and some automatic pilot took over. No, I could never do work like that with my left hand. This was like the work I used to do with my right hand. You never know what you can do. The unconscious is capable of anything. Like what? <sighs> Guy under hypnosis. One subject spoke fluent German. Never spoke a word of it before in his life. We did experiments like that at Berkeley. Oh, so you think maybe I blacked out and switched hands? Maybe. Or maybe your prosthetic hand was receiving some past impulses from your brain and was repeating a trance pattern. But you can't do it when you're conscious. No. I'd be scared shitless if I were you. Why? Blackouts are nothing to fool with. No. All I did was enjoy. How do you know that's all you did? You ever been drunk? Yeah. Really drunk. I mean, you don't yeah. really remember what you did if you shouted some obscenity in the street or picked a fight with some innocent guy because he had a way with the women. Or... So you're saying that I could black out and rape some. You think rape's bad, man. You could kill somebody. Shit, man, you could do anything you ever dreamed of and never had the guts to do. It's all up there, and you'll never know. Know what? Who you are. Who the fuck you really are. That is the entire movie summed up in a minute and a half clip right there. Sure. And... John leaves the bar and he's walking down the street. And once again, it fades to black and white mm-hmm. and he stops and he walks to a window and he looks in and this is like an abandoned shop. Sure. And, and he sees a rag. Yeah. I thought it was a bag, but was something bag? is moving. And this is the thing where I actually paused this. It's, it's supposed to be a hand goes through the window and grabs him. It's a whole fucking arm. Right. And it's giant. It's like six. It's, I mean, it's, it's like a giant's arm. Yeah. That it, grabs him. And then 
later, John is talking to Stella. In Stella, and where does she work? She works at the supermarket, yeah, or is she, it? Or is it? Yeah, is it the supermarket. Is it? Is it That's a grocery store. Super, okay. Yeah, she works at McAdams, basically. Yes. <laughs> and he wants her to come over, and then cut to later that night, and she's riding him, and. I don't want to say bad things about her, but based on what we find out, so she just like fucks everybody. Is that what it is? I, uh, I think so. And, and we did not, I mean, you could hear from the clips, her voice. Oh, yeah. That is not, that, that's not somebody I could date for a very long yeah. time. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. Once again, thing I said I would bring up. So what is the the worst reason like the least mature reason you've ever had for breaking up with a girl she wouldn't give head or is that a mature reason is that something like hey i know what i need and (laughs) and you're not able to provide that so i'm just going to cut it off here so I, i don't hurt you later on down the road so every now and then i will send you a text and i'll say hey ask me about x Mm-hmm. What were you supposed to ask me about for this podcast? I don't remember. I don't remember you sending me something. ROI. ROI. You even asked oh, what yes. ROI is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I may have been drinking at that point. Uh, so two different women, um, different situations. One of which is kind of like your thing that you just said. And I, I think that's valid. At, at Well, definitely at 49, it's valid. Even at, I think, 28, 29, it's valid you know what you want, what you need. Mm-hmm. And I never want anybody to do something that they don't want to do, but if they don't yeah. want to do it and I want them to do it, then there's an impasse there. And that's kind of like, okay, let's just end this now. Cause there was a girl sure. who, um, you know, just as well as me <laughs> that I dated. And I called mm-hmm. her the no ROI chick because it would be like, you know, Matt's Matt's doing his job. He's doing the things he has to do. And then she she, she like was like dating a does guy. She have a, does, does, she, does she have a municipal job? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, you had to think about that for a second. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so the, the first girl I dated after I moved to Ohio, she was a sweet, sweet girl. She was so nice. I, I still remember the bar I mm-hmm. picked her up at. And... We we hung out for you know a month month and a half whatever, and the thing that bothered me about her is she had a fucking cartoon character voice. Oh God! I mean, it literally sounded like a cartoon character. It was mm-hmm. high and squeaky and pitchy. It was actually worse than Stella's in this film. Oh, okay. But All right. you know, I was I was new. I didn't know a lot of people in Columbus, so I'm like, I'm gonna do what I have to do to make this work. And that was until sure. one night, one night she came over, we were at my place and like, I, I put in the time, man. I, I put in like a solid 60, 90 minutes. I got my shit done. Really? Right. And as soon as I got my shit done, mm-hmm. I gotta go. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously. Ugh. And it, and we've talked about it before. If 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 I'm taken care of first, it it's game over, man. <laughs> Cause I just don't have the energy or the will to do anything. But 
you must not be very good at it if it took you 60 to 90 minutes to get her off. I'll, I'll give you that. But, I mean, not every woman can come like that. <laughs> and maybe it was multiple times. Okay, Doug. but still. Uh, oh, maybe. Uh, okay. That's a long time to be doing that. It was probably God, only like 10 minutes. But, must... <laughs> but, you know, yeah, probably in, in my 10 mind. Minutes. It, felt like, it felt like a really, really long time. Yeah, it, it was yeah. a long time. I And that was just, that was the final straw. I could deal with this, but I couldn't deal with that because it was. And she actually said, what's the problem? I said, what happened last time you came over? And blah blah blah. I'm like, and then what do you do? So like, why I went home? I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> there you yeah. go. And I, I kind of felt bad about it, but I, I don't think I was wrong. Was I wrong? No, no, no. She's selfish. But afterwards, uh, Stella and John are decorating a Christmas tree. And right, I have. She, she's trimming the tree, and she asks about his wife. Yeah, and at this point, I didn't know who was coming to visit. I didn't know if it was going to be. Just Lizzie was flying out, which probably wouldn't make much sense if it was going to be Anne or if it was going to be both. Mm-hmm. But Stella wants to know how long they'll be there, and he says he doesn't know for how long. And he's asking her about her Christmas plans. What are you going to do for Christmas? Fuck Christmas. I was thinking of going to L.A., you have friends there? Yeah, I have friends. I gotta be going. And where is it that she has to go? She has to go to the market. She has to work. But And he's, he says that he has a present for her. And it's a sexy nighty. Yeah, but she seems sad. Why is she sad? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is she sad because of why she's going to L.A.? I think it's. I think she's sad because he. She likes him, but he's got a wife and kid that are coming to visit. Yeah, but they're estranged. I mean, but he kisses her, and they kind of start into it, and then she breaks it off, and she asks if he wants her to come back. And what is what just happened? I mean, what. Half an hour before this, in the story, what happened between the two of them? They were having sex. Right. And he is 40 years old in this film? Yeah, I guess so. Why would he want her to come back? Because he wants to bang her again? I don't know. Maybe he really likes her. I don't know. I just, you know, at 40, it's like once a day is enough. Mm hmm. But um, she says that she will wear the nighty. Um, after work. Sure. And then he, he's going to the bar and she gives him a peck and then leaves. And then we go to the bar and this is where there are lots of heaters, but who else is at the bar? Brian. Brian is at the bar. And and what is Brian doing? Well, he's talking about going to LA to hang at, uh, at the beach with some chick. Well, he says that he is, um, Celebrate. Hey, Mandro! What do you say to a drink? I'm celebrating. Me too. Happy Christmas. Fuck Christmas. I'm getting out of these bits in two weeks. Great. Where are you going? L.A. Uh-oh. Scotch Rocks. You got friends there? Sure. Friends. Hotel manager. 
two weeks shacked up at the beach with 115 pounds of pussy. You know, it's always been a dream of mine. Place at the beach, plenty of beer and food, and I get to screw her night and day, anytime I want. Anybody from around here? What do you mean? Hear that heartbeat? Mm -hmm. In LA. Oh, you know her. The stuck-up bitch who works at the supermarket? Stella Roach? Taking her. I guess she finally saw the light. I tell you, if there's one bitch in this town who needs her chains pulled, it's her. Couple of things here. He says, Happy Christmas. Yeah, they say that in Harry Potter also. Yeah, that was the whole thing is the Harry Potter thing. And, and it is very prevalent in the first one, I think it is, um, mm-hmm. Sorcerer's Stone, where they're all sitting there and, Happy Christmas, Harry. And yes. then Ron has that fucking ugly sweater that his mother knitted him, whatever. Um, but this is going to be bad for Brian, I'm thinking. You think so? Yeah, well, probably. And. I, I didn't know it was going to play out the way that it did because the next thing we see is uh, Stella getting off her moped. Mm-hmm. Is it a moped or is it a motorbike? I, I thought it I was said a motorcycle here. I was yeah. going. Off, I was following your lead. I was when trying to peeled, pretend that you were correct. When she peeled off the first time that she banged him, it sounded like a moped, like a two-stroke engine. Yeah. yeah. What's the song? Um, it's a joke. It's like you know, cow like, patty. Do you remember that song, cow patty? No. She wrote. She wrote into town on, on her moped. Oh well, you know what the the thing about your friends in a moped is, right? No, they're fun to ride, but you don't want your friends seeing you do it. We had a moped growing up, and it was the kind that you had to pedal to start. <laughs> <laughs> it was yellow. Oh, uh, did you have a bike at school, like a like a regular bike? Is are bikes big at UWM? No, I did not have a bike. I had this really, really shitty 10-speed that I got for my birthday, my freshman year of okay. college. And it was so shitty, and everybody would borrow it because I was the only one that had one. Okay. And we called it the babe magnet because it was so shitty that it would actually <laughs> repel women if they saw you on it. <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, she comes, to, she comes to the cabin. She lets herself in, and she sees the box. And I knew what was going to happen. But it still scared me. But they left the tree on. Is, is that smart to leave a tree on when nobody's around? I don't think it matters. I mean, is, is, if that's the case, is it smart to leave a tree on anytime? Because, I mean, if a tree starts on fire, you're fucked. So those lights don't get hot enough. Okay. But she takes the box with the nightie in it and opens it. And then a hand grabs her and she screams. Yes. And then the hand then punches her. <laughs> that cracked me up. And again, I think it was more of an arm than a hand for sure. part of that scene. Yes. But we, we see John driving and he's angry. And where is he driving to? He's going to Reno, baby. Have you you ever been to Reno? Uh, I drove through Reno. I uh, actually, I've been to Reno once. I, I drove cross country with my former sister-in-law. And okay. we stopped in Reno on the way out there. That must have been a painful car. Ride. Not not the best 
conversationalist. Uh-huh. Really. But he's uh, flashing back to banging Stella. And he's at the hotel, and he is just he's stumbling hanging. drunk. And he, he's looking at himself in the mirror and then flash forward a couple days, a week, whatever. And who is showing up at the cabin with John? The wife and the kid. The wife and the kid are there. And he, as he's unlocking the door, it flashes yeah, back to yeah. Stella showing up. And he's like, yeah, hey, there might be a dead bitch in my, <laughs> right, my that's, foyer here. That's, I'm like, there might be a dead body in here. He goes in uh, and there is not. But what what does he tell them to to placate them so he can go in? Uh, is it messy or are there Christmas presents lying around? He, he says that there, there's a little surprise and okay. Um, Stella's package isn't there and there's no body and he lets them in. And sure. you you can go ahead, I can carry it. Um, but the thing I'm wondering about is he he mentioned that there's a surprise. You have kids. I have kids. I know that if you promise a surprise to kids and one is not forthcoming, they're going to be, Dad, what the fuck? Where's the surprise? Mm-hmm. And, and thank you for carrying it. Yeah. If you're wondering, whoever's listening, I need. I texted Matt and said I needed a beer. <laughs> no, but I mean, wouldn't that come back? Wouldn't? Especially Lizzie and any kid, when you say, "Hey, there's a surprise for you," right? They're going to. Where's my surprise? Until, yeah, they are going to pester you until you reveal the surprise. So, but upstairs, Anne sees the nighty and she asks if that's for her, right? And the card on the package now says to Anne. Oh, it did. Yes. Okay, I didn't catch that. I saw. I thought it still said to, uh, to Stella. And all right. So, so the hand took the hand took care of business. But okay, so this this is a uh, this goes back um, to a discussion we had a couple of weeks ago, and you can consider either divorce or death, either one. Mm-hmm. Actually, and I'm sorry, that comes up in just a second. That's that's in literally twenty seconds. In a situation like this, where you are estranged from your significant other, when you are together in a situation like that, you still bang, right? Mm, maybe okay depends depends on how big your sexual appetite is but let's say the missus dies um her let's exclude like bras thongs stuff like that but like do nighties sex toys etc all have to get tossed From the missus, the, the missus who died, do I have to get rid of that stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah, you get rid of everything, man. Why? Why do you want all of her clothes in your closet? No, not clothes. I'm talking like 90s. Okay, 90s are good for just about any chick. Sex toys, no, good for just about no, any chick. No, you, no, yeah, you get rid of that. What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, yes, of course you get rid of that shit. Well, you, my friend, have crossed the line that divides man and bum. It's a big investment, man. <laughs> I don't care. Still, no, gross, gross. But, uh, okay, okay. You die. Mm-hmm. Does does Jen keep your your flashlight for her her next man? It's fine with me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. But th- they're having dinner, and Anne asks John a question that he's not expecting. 
Have you been getting a girl in? No. Why? I thought maybe one of your students could help out or something. No, I look after myself. I've got plenty of time. Yeah, as soon as it's like, have you been getting a girl in? I'd just be like, smoke bomb. Yeah, right. <laughs> and disappear or prank caller, right. prank caller. Right, but but Anne and Lizzie are becoming vegetarians, and John because goes, who oh. said who said that steak is bad for you? Well, Bill did. Uncle Bill. It's not just Bill. Okay. It's Uncle Bill. Oh, okay. And John says, "Oh, no wine either." And Anne says, "Well, it distorts things." And he goes, "Yeah, I know." And then he breaks the glass. Yeah, with his with his mechanical hand. And it's storming out, and John is upstairs in the bedroom, and there's two suitcases, and he picks one up, and then he picks the other one up. And what is the difference between the two of them? Oh, they had they haven't even unpacked. Well, one of them is empty, mm-hmm. and then the other one is full, and she never intended to stay. Right. And they start to fight, and she wanted to tell him in her own way. But he read her mail. How he got her mail, I don't yeah, know. I don't either. Yeah, she's going to San Francisco to meet Bill. That's what he tells her. He knows that already. And then he asks, has he been living in the loft? And she goes, well, I don't like your tone of voice. And he goes, has he been fucking you? Wait, 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 goes, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, she, he's, have you, and he's like, I don't like your tone of voice. And this is where he says this. All right, then. I'll ask it in another tone. Has he been fucking you? Much calmer. I don't think that's any of your business. What do you mean? It's none of my business. What do you mean? Okay, so Anne is a bitch, and here's yeah. why. Um, I don't want a separation, but I want everything that defines a separation. Um, it's none of your business that to you as my husband and the father of my child, whether or not I'm fucking this other guy. She is so completely off base about everything. Right. And he yes. he explains why. It is his business and says he loves her, but she doesn't think that he does. He thinks that he loves his work and his daughter. And I personally, I can't speak for you. I can only speak for myself. I, I enjoy being a transponster, but I don't love it. Right. You know, it's like, I, it's a job. I do it because it pays me money. Would I do it if it didn't pay me? No, I wouldn't. And she says he loved Mando and Lizzie, but never her. Mandro. And then uh, Mandro, sorry, Mando. Yeah, got that on the mind because you know the other one's coming up. But mm-hmm. he asks, "What about Bill?" Oh, and, and he does, does he? Bill Richmond does. Yes, Bill Richmond does. So you have been sleeping with him, haven't you? Yes, and I like him. He's helped me to, to grow, to think, to feel. He's opened up new worlds for me. couple things. Um, first of all, ha- have you been fucking him? And she says, yes, I like him. Mm-hmm. Don't those things kind of, well, I suppose they don't necessarily go hand in hand. but No, but was that his, his leather hand? Yeah, that was the leather glove around the robotic hand. Just as but there was a, a weird, fist. there was a weird flash. Yeah, there was, there was a, yeah, there was flashes during this clip. Mm -hmm. And then they talk about, and Lizzie knows, the daughter knows that she's banging the yogi, that she's banging Bill. And she thinks that's right. She should know. 
And he no, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not because that that fucked me up as a kid when my parents got divorced, and I knew that you know there was shit going on with both of them banging other people. I didn't know that they were banging because I was seven, so I didn't know what banging was, but I knew it wasn't right, and it fucked me up. And he grabs her by the throat with his real hand. Mm-hmm. And then she says that, go ahead, ask Lizzie. Ask where it is that she wants to go. Yeah. And he covers her mouth and he, he tells her, get the fuck out. Yeah, or he says this. Get the fuck out of my house. Ben, uh, I thought maybe we'd be able to go a week without a Family Guy clip. No, 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 can't do that. But he storms off, and outside in the wind, there's this piano music. It's very foreboding. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you mentioned it earlier, but he's got some sweet hair. Right. And then we go back inside, and Lizzie is opening her presents. And this is really fucking awkward. This th- because these now these are new now two people that do not like each other. But what did he get Lizzie for Christmas? Um, I did not take that down. He got her book. Okay, and you you mentioned it's like these are people who are not happy with each other. You could go as far as to say these are two people who at this point hate each other. Sure. First thing that pops into my mind. That's why Matt has problems is, yeah, you, you think they're going to have hate sex? No, no, they're not going to have hate sex. No, because she's banging somebody else. So she doesn't want anything to do with him. But now she needs to go to the market. And there's only one place that's open on Christmas Day. How does she know that? There's no internet that you can look that shit up to see the store hours. She called a movie phone. Okay. Why don't you just tell me what store you want to go to? <laughs> right. But she can't get the car started. Um, and he comes out to help her and she's like, Ooh, what's that smell? And my first thought was, is that brake fluid? Does she smell brake fluid? No, I I thought it was, I can smell your cunt. (laughs) Okay. No, but why can't she get the car started? Uh, I don't know. He says you have to start the car in neutral, not park. Okay. What kind of car is this? I don't know. Because, okay, well. I don't know. If it's if it's a car that's stick, that's not park. You know, you push in the, the clutch and you're neutral. Right. So I, I don't understand that. But she said yeah. she's already tried that. And um, the record that he's listening to is skipping. And he goes out and he's able to start the car. Mm-hmm. And now she's looking for a market in town she's going to a market in town and he tells her how to get there. And she wishes that he wasn't angry with her. What the fuck does she expect? Right. Right. How, you can't resolve that. He's, he's going, no matter what you do, he's going to be angry at you. Yeah. Those are, it's one of those things where, Oh, I wish you weren't angry with me. It's like, I really wish you weren't fucking another guy. Right. I, and taking my daughter away from me. Yeah, she she has no she has no moral high ground here. She is not like the person who gets to say you shouldn't be angry with me. And 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 he's not an angel, as we'll find out. But still, right. So he's he's having visions of the hand in the back seat, um, 
and he's starting to sweat. Yeah, and then there is this weird thing where it's daytime and then it's nighttime. <laughs> yeah, it goes back so and weird. forth really fucking quick. And sure. Lizzie and John, what are what are they playing? Are they playing black backgammon? Yes, they're playing backgammon. Okay, but uh, Lizzie he- says she's on a diet and wants to go to an exercise class. If you have a daughter that is in third, fourth grade, and they say that, you're a shitty parent. Right. Absolutely. But the hand is still in the car. And what, what time is it? Do you, you probably don't know this. No. It's 640. So okay. 640, Christmas, it's going to be dark. Yes. And John has this vision of a car burning up. Yeah, it's in flames rolling down the side of a hill. And then someone is coming up the driveway, mm-hmm. and Lizzie says, oh, it's mom. And he, hey, sit down. Yeah. He says and it's not. It's not. But then he has a vision of, like, two cops coming to the front door, but it's mommy. Yeah. And it is her. And what the fuck is going on at this point? I don't understand. And the whole black and white thing is inconsistent, so isn't a cohesive narrative. That is sure. one of the things about this film. But later he's at a bar in town and Brian is there and Brian is like Matt at the end of a three hour podcast. He's fucking hammered. Yes. Yes. And he's, he's telling him that Stella disappeared and he's interrogating John. And like you knew, you knew, you knew that, you know, you were banging her and you knew that she was going to LA with me. So, you know, and he's like, I went to Reno. I went to Reno. You can check. I got a room in Reno. So, and as he's doing this, Brian is picking at the, the label of his beer. Mm-hmm. I do that. Okay. I used to do that. I don't think, well, I don't drink beer from a bottle very often. So yeah, you're not a savage. I'm not uh, a savage. No, but. Now John is is driving home, mm-hmm. and Brian pulls over in front of him, and Brian confronts John. You made her, didn't you? You were fucking her. It wasn't enough for you, was it? No, you had to go and talk her out of going to L.A. with me, because you didn't want anybody else to have her. I didn't even know she was going away with you. You're a fucking liar. I told you so myself. You told me in the last chance the night before you were leaving, and I never saw Stella again. I called Shay Karina. That's where you took her? You took Stella there with you? No, I went alone. I booked into the motel, the Holiday Inn. Now you just call and check it out. I registered in my own name. But Brian wants to know why he went to Reno alone, which is a really fucking good question. It sure is. But John says that he went to Reno because he was supposed to fuck Stella that night, and he didn't want to fuck her after he found out about Brian going to fuck her in L.A. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've, we've talked about things that we have in common. We are not Eskimo brothers. In all likelihood, we never will be. I hope not. <laughs> you never know. Um, but could you date someone? So something happens to your missus. Um, mm-hmm. And now, you know, you, you're single, 15... 52-year-old Doug, mm-hmm. could you date seriously somebody that you knew had like a long-term relationship with one of your friends and, and fuck them on the reg? Is that friend dead? No. Well, 
maybe. It's like a beautiful ear penis thing. Okay. Let me turn it around on you. Mm-hmm. I die. Yep. Your missus dies. Yep. Could oh, yeah. You, yeah. You... <laughs> She's getting bent over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no doubt there, dog. Okay. All right. She won't take it in. Well, uh... Do I need to cut this now? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> She won't listen to this. No, that's, no. A, that's a compliment. I mean, and I do not know your missus very well. And honestly, from what I know about your missus, I think she probably does not like me very much. And that's fine. Because I bring out the worst in you. <laughs> <laughs> you make Doug per, a perverted alcoholic. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, if if my missus, if, my missus, if Jen was gone, I'm sorry. If Jen was gone, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would, I'd be open for business and, you know, I, I, I you know, maybe I'd say, here's the dog before like <laughs> I came. I don't know. <laughs> I figured out some way that it would work for me. Okay. S- some way that it worked for me. That's never going to happen though, because I'm going to die long before you. <laughs> Right, and she's not moving to Ohio, and you're not moving to Wisconsin. I got, so. I can afford airfare. Okay, especially if if Jen kicks off, I got fucking cash. She's she's insured. Sure. <laughs> right, right. But um, Brian brings up the blackouts, and he he's going to call the cops, and John is pleading with him, and then Brian's Jeep will not start, mm-hmm. and it finally starts, and then what happens? The hand gets him, and bloods just spurts everywhere. And that, then we go back to the cabin, and Anne is reading in bed. And mm-hmm. now is it time for, for that hate fuck? Nope. 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 And, yeah, and it's John. And he's like, when are you getting out of here? And she's like, when are you getting out of here? Oh, all right. She's got to pay attention. I'm leaving in the morning. Hello? I'm taking Lizzie. No, you're not. I don't think you have any choice. Lizzie wants to come with me. Ask her. And this is kind of creepy with he closes the door. Mm-hmm. And then there is a shadow of the hand crawling. It's not the hand crawling. It's, it's a shadow of the hand crawling. Right. And then John goes and he lays down on a different bed. Right. And we, we, see, we see the hand crawling underneath the blankets. She senses movement, but goes back to sleep. Yeah. And why is it not black and white now? This is the thing. I At this point, I'm like, okay, it, is black and white the hand stuff and then colors, the non-hand stuff? Why is it not black and white here? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because his mind is so chaotic and, and damaged that it doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I, you would I, think if a, a, a filmmaker would know how to make a consistent story. And I don't know if this is the, the narrative that Oliver Stone is trying to make that it's just his, his brain is fucked up, but the covers are moving. John is muttering in bed and mm-hmm. she, Anne sees the hand right before it grabs her. Mm-hmm. And then she's fighting the hand <laughs> and she screams and both John and Lizzie hear it. Right. And then John gets into the bedroom, and I thought Anne was dead. So did I. And it, the hand kind of like GG's out the window. And then Lizzie comes in and tells 
John to stop hurting mom. Right. I'm helping her. I saw him. call, And he tells Lizzie to call the police. So now he goes outside, and he's in the garage, and he's hunting it. And the hand attacks him. Well, well even before that, this is where he's following a trail of blood in the wet grass. <laughs> yeah, comes up again. And then, is that a woodshed, or is that a barn, or is that like the... Um, what what, do you, what is it called at the... That's his garage. That's a garage, man, because oh, there's a car. Oh, somewhere. yeah. Okay, garage. Um, and a stool in there as well. But there is actually a cool overhead shot mm-hmm. as he's going in, and the hand drops down from overhead and grabs the back of his neck and slams his head into a beam. Right. And he's able to fight it off, and then the hand grabs his robot hand and right. he rips loses it off. That. Yes. And then yes. the hand and attacks and grabs his good hand. Right, and starts crushing that, just like Ursa was uh, crushing Lex Luthor's hand last week. Yes. And then he how, bites how, it. Yeah, he bites it. He stabs it, and then it crawls away. And then the hand comes like a, a face hugger from Aliens. Or from, uh, you ever see Runaway? Yes. You might see with it again. Gene Simmons. With Gene Simmons and Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, yeah. Who, who's the chick that's in that? Uh, it's uh, Karen Allen. Oh, yeah. Is it? No. No, not Karen Allen. Nancy Allen? Yeah. Okay. But the hand attacks again. And, and it goes what does up it his do? pants. It goes up his pants and grabs his cock. Straight for the dick. It goes straight for yes. the dick. And yeah. Then, and comes up his shirt, chokes him, and he passes out. Well, he's hitting it with his stump as he ch- as he gets choked out. Right. With the Ass Blaster 3000. And then how is he uh, woken up? Uh, with this. They made it look like a flashlight. <laughs> like maybe to make a disaster more stressful for you. Like if the power goes out and there's an earthquake. <laughs> hanging out with your buddy. <laughs> He's like, dude, I found a flashlight. You're like, no, 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 not that, no, not, no, no, not that one, not that one. That's, that, no, no, no. Ugh, the batteries are leaking or something. I don't know. You need to change the batteries in this thing. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know, but it, God damn, there's a lot of flashlight clips on YouTube of how to use it and the benefits of it. Apparently, this is something that is a lot of people have. I, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware that there was this gigantic. Oh, the flashlight community, community is huge. And yeah. If I had one, I would admit that I had a flat. I do not. No, nor do I. Well, you but don't because have anything, though. I mean, I have a fucking archive of ar- shit. You have, you have an arsenal. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm a prepper. <laughs> You're like like in Matrix when they when they have to go and, and, and uh, rescue Morpheus. And they, they bring up the program with all the racks of guns. Yeah. I, I need sex toys. And it's like... Right, I'll come floating yeah. out. Because I mean, once you use a flashlight, then you're a guy that uses a flashlight. Well, I mean, well, is that is that that bad? I mean, you, I mean, you jerk off. Yes, and and I feel bad about it. You're like, why do you feel bad about off? it? I don't know. You just kind of do. It's just it's like well, I got over that like fucking decades ago i mean the first couple times yeah you feel like oh my god i'm the worst person in the world i'm yeah. so lame i cannot get a chick um and but then, you know you take you take that flashlight and you you, you kind of you know sandwich it in between the couch and the couch cushion and now you're fucking the couch <laughs> the flashlight in the couch i mean that's that's a whole different level right there 
That's a little bit more detailed than someone that doesn't have a fleshlight can actually give Doug. Well, I'll tell you, I went down the rabbit hole of watching YouTube videos on fleshlights and they're explaining, you know, this is how you use it and this is what you can do with it. And and I was like, and I'm like, eh, I'm just going to pull the comedian fleshlight. There Apparently are- this guy, this guy, he, he's got a podcast that is called, give me two seconds here, uh, World Record Podcast. And apparently it's very funny. So this this kind of blends in it. Have, have I ever told uh, the hairdresser story? The hairdresser story. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't believe so. Okay. So step back for a second. Okay. When was the first time, or, or has this ever happened? There might not even be a first time. Um, when was the first time that a woman that you were with brought a toy into the environment? Never. 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 Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I've lived a very, you know, sheltered sexual life. I mean, it's just the way it goes, man. So uh, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. Maybe it's just funny to me because of the, the small world syndrome of it. We were at this club, the club we always used to go to back in the day when I was single and stuff. But we were at this dance club and... I was with um, a guy who actually was my insurance agent. He, uh-huh. he, he gave, at that point, he like I got my renter's insurance and my auto insurance from this guy. Did he give you the Rogers discount? <laughs> no, he gave me the, um, the Patrick Price. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're, sorry, um, we, were, we were at the bar, and it was a matter of, hey, please do not hook up with her. She's my hairdresser. <laughs> and okay. this guy was like very particular about his hair. And I said, you know, sorry, I, I can't. I can't not hook up with her. So we went to Waffle House after we left the bar. And then I went back to her apartment and we're screwing around. And she's like, this is just not working for me. Do you, do you mind if I bring in some outside help? And I'm thinking, fuck, she's going to fucking call a neighbor. This is, you know, moment of a lifetime thing mm-hmm. and no she like reached over pull out a drawer and pull out like a silver bullet and it was at that oh, moment really? i i thought i understand why you can be intimidated or not want to be around that but at the same time it t- took all the weight off my shoulders okay i no longer had any responsibility i did not have to make her come anymore all i had to do was basically get out of her way. Okay. And very nice. And he dropped me as a client, but that's fine. <laughs> Did he really? I don't remember. Okay. That was about the time I met my wife and got insurance through her. So yeah, here. Okay. There. But, um, he was woken up by a flashlight, not a flashlight. Mm-hmm. And his good hand is around his neck. Right. And he gets up and his daughter Lizzie is there. And the sheriff knows who John is. Sure. And he also says that Anne is going to be okay. And he's happy about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. This They're sheriff has been in things though. I don't know what, but this guy has been in things. I've, I'm sure I probably looked him up. Um, I was surprised there wasn't something more like prevalent that was like, oh yeah, it's a guy from that. Right, right. But then they're they're they are asking you know they're looking at him funny 
And one of the other cop goes, hey, you smell that? I can smell your cunt. But where's it coming from? It's coming from the trunk. It's coming from the car. And uh, they're like, you got the keys? And he's like, oh, come on, man. It's been a strange night. Or no, the cop the cop says it's been a strange night because they found Brian's Jeep down the road. Right. And John does not want to open the trunk. Mm-mm. And they yeah. want him to. And then this exchange happens. What's he got to do with what's in there? Why don't you open it? We'll see. Why should I? Because if you don't, we will. And what do you think you're going to find? We don't know. Whatever it is, it's taking up the place. You think I've done something wrong, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. You think there's something in there, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Eh? You're damn straight, I do. Well, you're full of shit! There's nothing in there! You want to see? Eh? Take a look! Jesus. Got to take myself off mute. Um, Lizzie's eyes go wide. John is shocked in what is in the trunk. Uh, that would be Stella, all cross-eyed, dead, and Brian. Did, what was in Brian's mouth? I don't know. I could not figure out what the fuck it was. There was Neither something in his mouth, though. There was something in his mouth. Was it? It wasn't his black leather glove, was it? I don't think so. Okay, but yeah. Then there's a flashback of John choking Stella out. Mm-hmm. And then John screams. He's right. And then we have a cut to a new scene, and there's some old bag that is chirping at John. Isn't that funny? I've got some old bag prattling on <laughs> in my notes. But, yeah, he's hooked up to, like, a brain scanner. Just, just wait. Just wait. Okay. It's an old rage, John. An ancient rage. Brian was an accident. Well, you didn't really mean to kill him. He was a man. But his actions were threatening, interfered with your will. So, once again, instead of facing the feeling, blacked out. Once again, you choose to eliminate someone else's life in order to fulfill your own. Who is this old broad? I don't know. She's a psych doctor, I'm guessing? In a mental institution, and I'm looking at this room, and I'm like, this room is not very conducive or comforting for for somebody who's fucking crazy. But then there's a flashback of John trying to kill Anne, Mm -hmm. and John is crying, and his... Doug waves are spiking. Okay. On the monitor it says beta. Okay. <laughs> but right. but she he in my notes it's like, oh he's healing. And then she takes his fake hand, and my first thought is, why would that still be on him? Yep. Why would he have his fake hand, his murder weapon on him? And you know, he he calms down and she says this to him. Be afraid of the pain. Just go into it deeply, down. Sense it, feel it, touch it. Don't deny it. I'm here. I'm here to help you through it. 
And, and you hear it right at the end of that clip. What is she doing? She's undoing the Velcro on his this one of the, his arms that's strapped down. His, yeah. his fake hand. Yeah. Is that the smartest thing to be doing? No, no. But she takes his hand, the fake hand, and he squeezes it, but then lets go. Yeah, she smiles at him, and he looks at a vent, and then she continues to just kind of chirp at him. Mm -hmm. And then the the waves are increasing, and this is the the last clip I have from the film. What are you feeling right now, Jim? Hmm? I want to know. What are you feeling? Tell me what you're feeling. What is your image? Trying to tell me something? You want to tell me something, darling? The hand. I see. Where is the hand now? Near your neck. What does the hand want? Insulin's heartbeat to kill you. <laughs> Why? Why does the hand want to kill me? Because he hates you. No, John. No, John. You, you hate me. You, you. It's your hate. It's your will. Take responsibility for it. There is no hand. And what happens? Uh, The hand grabs the back of her head and slams it down on the concrete. And the waves are just going absolutely crazy on the, what would you call that? The EKG type thing, except for brain waves? I just have brain scanner. And he, he finishes unstrapping himself and gets up. And then how does the film end? Uh, he smiles and laughs, and then it's a freeze frame to black and white. Freeze frame! Okay, so the movie is over. Mm-hmm. I want to I give it to you first before I give my opinion. Um, your thoughts. Okay. Um, I forgot to mention that when they showed the boobs, when I was watching this with my mom, my mom said, look away. So I, tr- I remember tr- specifically turning my head to the right. And then kind of, I'm going to be this, you know, I'm eight years old watching this on, on HBO, HBO yeah. and turning my head so I could see the boobs to the left. And she's like, look away. And I'm like, I am looking away. But I don't know why I remember that about this movie. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, this movie did not suck. It was a little confusing, but I was highly entertained. I I went into this and... I, I thought it's like, okay, I picked another shit burger. I enjoyed it. I, I really did. I mm-hmm. it, Is it a great film? No. By, by no stretch no. of the imagination, is it a great film? But did it, was it entertaining? Did I find it entertaining? Yeah, I, I honestly did. Yeah, so I watched the movie in, over the course of two nights. And when I got halfway done with it on the first night, it was getting kind of late. And I'm like, oh, I really got to go to bed. But I really didn't want to stop watching it. And I was really looking forward to continuing it that the following evening. So yeah, Jen noped out basically really? at, at just the name of it. <laughs> okay. And uh, so would you recommend it? 
Sure. I would. I might even watch it again sometime. And last thing. Well, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Um, would you say it def- he defied authority at all? Uh, wrecking the, the man- Mandro boards? Oh, sure. Okay. And, and that would be destroying property as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm so happy I have my own bell now. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so any last thoughts on the movie? No. I thought this was going to be a shit burger. Um, and I was about ready to call you a cock jockey, <laughs> but I don't have to. Watcha. 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 Watcha watching. So my week, I, I will go first. Okay. Uh, Survivor, uh, Longmire. Mm-hmm. I, I finished Sex Education, and I watched um, like eight episodes of Movies That Made Us. Are those any good? They're interesting. They are. Okay. Um, they're only interesting if it's a movie that you have some kind of identity with. Okay. I mean, if, if you don't care about Home Alone, don't watch the Home Alone one. All right. Um, but they released like a horror one that has like okay. Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. And those were very, in- I learned a lot of stuff I did not know before watching that. And okay. then I've watched the first five or six episodes of Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Um, we I actually sent you a thing saying, am I supposed to have the subtitles on or have the dub version? And I think you said you watched the dub version. Mm-hmm. I did both. Okay. I, I had the dub version on, but also the subtitles. Holy shit, are they different? I mean, radically different. Yeah, and you'll usually find that. Yeah. I just I found it easier to watch the dubbed version because they do a pretty good job of I'm not distracted by the lips not matching up to the dialogue. Okay. Um yeah, I it I I find it just it's easier to do it that way. And and I'll get into that with one of the other things that I'm watching. But um, the the last thing about Squid Game is mm-hmm. I, I find it, it's interesting. I find it entertaining, but the acting is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And the, like the main character is awful. The well, main dude. Is, but, but is that the dubbing? No, it, it is in the facial expressions. He is such a almost Shatner-esque. Okay. Like scene chewing guy. Okay. But that's it for me. Okay. So I wrapped up uh, season two of Ted Lasso. Went in a completely different direction than I was expecting. Uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to season three. Um, caught, no, I'm not caught up on Foundation, the uh, Apple Isaac Asimov series. I have one episode that dropped yesterday that I have not watched yet. I finished Squid Game. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. It's. I saw that you know just just the headline before I finished watching it. Like, oh, you should be so disappointed with the final episode of Squid Game. LeBron spoiled it apparently in in a tweet. Did yeah. Okay. Well, LeBron's a douchebag. Yeah. Well, that's true. He's 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 not. 
some people in the media hold him up as an outstanding citizen. He is not. He's he is not a good individual. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, I watched this movie on Netflix called The Forgotten Battle, which is a it's three different stories that all kind of mash up together at the end. It's a World War II movie. Of course it is. Uh, yeah. Of course. But it was good. It was, you know, it takes place in Holland. So you've got the Dutch element, you've got the German element, and then you've got the British element with some Canadians also. And I watched that, the dubbed version. So, I, so you know, the Germans spoke German, but the Dutch people spoke English in the dubbed version. And then obviously the Brits and the Canadians spoke English and it was, it was really good. I really, really enjoyed it. I watched that today. And then, like I mentioned earlier, um, I watched the Batman trailer and the, the flash trailer, which Michael Keaton is definitely coming back in that movie along with the 1989 Batmobile. So that's kind of <laughs> cool. Looking forward to that to see how they're going to pull that one off. Um, but goddamn that Batman trailer with Robert Pattinson shivers. I'll have have to check that out. Yeah. It's really, really cool, man. It looks good. You saw Valkyrie, right? With, uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of that? I liked it. Liked it a lot. I saw it in the theater and I've seen it several more times. You know, it's one of those movies that if, you know, when I had cable, if I was flipping through the channels and it was on, I would stop and watch it. Oh, wow. So that's almost a, like, uh, Shawshank. Shawshank. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was looking for as an example mm-hmm. like the Shawshank yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. Why? No, I, I'm just curious because, you know, is world war two things. I, you have obviously much more in-depth knowledge and not just in like the history, but also the films, mm-hmm. but there are, there are World War II films or TV series that are great, and there's ones that are like lesser than. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I, I wish I could remember the name of it. The one about the football game. Victory. No, 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 no. That's a soccer game. It's a. Well, f- well football. No, the, a midnight, is it a midnight clear? The one where the, it talks about how they played football on um, like Christmas Eve. Oh. No, they didn't play football on Christmas Eve. No, there, there definitely is a movie where it was like um, it was right around Christmas or New Year's, where the the German soldiers and the American soldiers that like they basically came out of their foxholes and they played football or soccer or something like for a day. Oh, it's got Noel is in the title, and I think that's World War One. Okay, but I mean, so World War Two wouldn't apply anyway. But no, th- there's just uh, there's ones that I think are really good, and you know, Tom Cruise. The the problem the biggest problem with Tom Cruise is the fact that he's Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. He can't be somebody else. He's always Tom Cruise in whatever role he's in. You know he he can't disappear into a role like a, a character actor can. He's like Kevin Costner. Uh, Kevin Costner actually is a, has a little bit more of an ability to chameleon esque. I would put Cru- so? Cruise more in a, a Tom Hanks or Jack Nicholson thing where. He is him in every role. See, we've had this conversation about Tom Hanks, and I totally disagree with you there. And I love Tom Hanks as an actor. I just think that he does not have a huge range. Well, I don't, and I feel that way about Kevin Costner and Tom Cruise as well. Yeah, but, yeah, you're in love with Kevin Costner, so. I have a feeling Tom Cruise's penis smells like cinnamon. (laughs) 
It's not what I would have picked, but okay. It smells like Scientology. <laughs> that wouldn't be it either, but... Um, it right. smells like... Yeah, let's just vagina. move on. Let's just move on, okay? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Howdy, partners. Oh, wait, wait, are we supposed to do question before? first? Uh, yeah, we always do question before that. Okay, so you have a question or... I got a question. Bill looks at a question for me. Bill looks at a question for me. How's he going to answer it? I don't know. How's he going to answer it? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's find out. Oh, yeah. It goes on for another minute. I'll stop it. <laughs> okay. Um, could you perform minor surgery on yourself? Define minor surgery. Um, could you, you got a cut on your arm from your hand to two inches up from your hand on the top of your arm. Mm-hmm. Could you stitch, could you stitch that fucker up yeah. without any anesthesia? Yes. Okay. Do you think it would hurt? Oh, it'd hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. Could you, could you. Okay. So here's a, here's a. While you're thinking about that, I'll give you a, a question off of that. I could not do that on you <laughs> or anybody okay. else. I could do it on okay. myself. I could not do it on somebody else. Okay. See, like if I'm watching a medical show, if they've got the 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 the, the outsides all splayed open and they're digging around in the intestines and the heart or liver or whatever, and they're lifting you know this up to get to that, no problem whatsoever. But I got a real problem with showing an incision on screen or a needle. Oh, you mean like it the needle going in or the scalpel cutting? Yeah, I got a real problem with that. That that freaks me out. I can't look. Um but you know, like if if I've got a zit on my shoulder and come on, let's be honest. I'm 48 going on 49. We still get fucking shitty blemishes on our bodies. That's sure. just how we're built. Yep. If I pop that shit on my own, no problem. But if I have my missus do it, fuck. She does it in a way that causes so much goddamn pain. Cause I'm just like, take my two fingers, like a, like a crab pincher. I'm just like fucking squeeze that shit. Yeah. You know, but she does this thing where she's just like, she's got to pick off the head first. Yeah. No, no, just squeeze it. And then she goes in there and she comes underneath it and pushes up because she's like, "Oh, you can't, you can't squeeze that toxin back into your body." <laughs> I'm like, "No, just get get that get rid of that fucker." Especially the shit that's like on the back part of your shoulder. God damn, does that fucking hurt when she does it? Is that is that areas. like is that your your worst spot? Is the back of the shoulder? Yeah, it's like like on my shoulder blade when she pops a zit on my shoulder blade man the, those fuckers hurt i think the eyebrow is what what i hate the most you get zits on your eyebrow underneath the eyebrow really oh yeah it fucking is awful okay that Have in you ever like done... on the on the earlobe you get zits on your earlobe yeah well, i suppose when you drink a lot of semen you get <laughs> acne in weird spots yeah that that's okay. it <laughs> Yes. Um, have you ever done the thing where you've taken your finger or your thumb, the bottom side of your thumb, and pushed up on the outer lit lip of your nostril and see all the white shit come out of your pores on your nose? No. Oh, give that a try. Give it a try tonight. You know what I'm talking about? Can you picture it in your mind where 
you know, the outer part of your nostril, and you take the underside of your note, your thumb, and push up on that, look in the mirror, and you'll just see kind of like all these little white, white snakes heads. come out. Yeah, all these little white snakes come billowing out of those pores. Yeah, see, I, I don't have that problem, so. But you've got such a big nose. I yeah. would think that you you would have a lot of problems <laughs> with that with that area. Yeah, I got a big beak. I'll, I'll give you that. I got a big beak, yeah. Okay, so if all of a sudden, okay, it's the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And you're out there in the wastelands on your own, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, I think I got an appendicitis. But, hey, here's this medical dictionary that I can no. make reference. No. Could you, you, couldn't, you couldn't go in there and No, that, no. I could, I, could, I could do stitches, stitches that I could do. Okay. I, I, I can't do, like, a regular fucking incision where I'm going to pull out. No, I could not do that. Like, in, are you familiar with Master and Commander? Where he the dude the doctor gets shot and he's got to go in there with like a forceps and pull out the ball out of his I think it's in his guts. No, I just I know on Lost um, Jack is walking somebody else through taking out I think it's his appendix. On Lost, yeah. Okay. No, I I could not do that. All right. Okay. All right. So now. I don't know who to attribute this to, so I apologize for that. But I do have one piece of Roundup in addition to the stuff we've talked about earlier with Jen and mm-hmm. the whole thing with Doug was wrong about Batman versus Bruce Wayne. I got this uh, message on Facebook, and I, like I said, I don't remember who it was from. It just said language. Okay. <laughs> and it was based on uh, the the post I put up about Superman 2, the podcast, and, when I posted that. And what was your post? It was uh, something, something, good fucking flick. <laughs> okay. And yeah. I have to imagine this is someone that doesn't really listen to the podcast because if, if they're offended by that, wow, they're really, really be offended by the podcast itself because you know one fuck does not a podcast make right and well, then i can tell you i can tell you who the person was oh well that's your choice okay that's my mom okay <laughs> and i don't know if she i don't know if she listens to the podcast i have no idea because i really don't talk to her um and i think she may be under the assumption that i would may have been the one that made the post and then I saw that you changed it. Yes, I did. Great freak, great freaking freaking film. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I, I would have ignored her. Yeah, I, I think one of the things, if nothing else, in this is actually the 80th. Last week I said it was the eighth. This is actually our 80th podcast. In in 80 podcasts, if anybody has listened to all of them, one of the things I think that they would come to realize is myself, and I, I, I think you too, Doug. We are both very comfortable in our own skins at this point Mm -hmm. at this age yeah you know we don't think we're perfect we don't think we're great but we're okay with who we are and this that post on on facebook reminded me of something like one of the few times where it's like i just felt so awful about myself as an individual really yeah i was i was go ahead no what was the other time so I was uh, I was 
I was working with um, this group of guys, and these are people I'm I'm still good friends with. I was actually just at one of their weddings a couple of weeks back, and we were at work, and then there was a bar in the parking lot of the building we worked in, and so a lot of times we would go to the bar after work, and sometimes we would have clients come and join us, and we'd leave, and then come right back in after the clients left so we could just continue to hang out. There was three of us who had been working together for a year or so, and we were sitting at the bar, and we're just you know we're just having beers, and we are just shooting the shit. We're not doing anything specific. And this woman had to be about 65, 70 years old, comes over to us and stands next to the three of us and says, I have never heard three more foul-mouthed individuals than the three <laughs> of you. And she walked away. I set my beer down and I just walked out (laughs) without saying anything to anyone because I was so embarrassed and it wasn't like we were being, you know, like trying to be rude or it was just three guys that were just shooting the shit with each other. Sure. But somebody else overheard that conversation and we, whatever it was that we were saying was so awful that they felt the need to come and chastise us. And as this is probably when I was 44, give or take, to be chastised at 44 years old, it makes you feel like a little kid. Okay. All right. So anything else from you? No, that's, I, I have nothing. Okay. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. So, last week, Doug decided he had to be a little bitch. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's not... I didn't. I don't care for being referred to that. I don't You like, called me a cocksucker for like five well, minutes straight at the end of the last podcast. I did not call you a... I called you a cocksucker twice. Because I feel like this is a partnership. And yeah. decisions like this should be made mutually. I feel that after 40 years, no, it's probably not 40 years, 34 years. I haven't, I haven't known you since I was eight years old. 34 years. Okay. 30, after 34 years, 35 years, whatever, 33 years. Um, I, I've built an, up enough trust that you're, you're going to take certain things from me on faith. But apparently that is not the case because I'm getting texts from Doug. I'm not doing it. Do it on your own. <laughs> well, because the person that you were telling me that was, you know, you're like, ha ha ha. I'm gonna, we're doing it with this person. I'm like, nope, not doing it with that person. Yeah, but I was giving I you like, people that were not real options. I know. I don't like being. I don't like being kept in the dark. Yeah, but see, things. the surprises are the things that like make it fresh. I don't like surprises. I don't. <sighs> not a fan. So um, I had I had to cave. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell Doug exactly what is going on for next week. And so uh, next week, um, we're bringing back, um, well, l- let me just play the clip. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I ask people for to do stuff, and they don't do them, <laughs> whether it be uh, record a clip for me or return shit to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've been uh, busy I'm on a pay your pay no mind list, just like Tommy in Goodfellas. Yeah. 
So T Dog <laughs> is coming back. Um, Tracy, friend of show Tracy. I actually, I when I addressed the, I because I sent her some stuff she needed for it. I addressed it to T Dog. <laughs> okay, and she did get it, but um, she was not able to cut a clip. So I have the 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 thing here, and if if you're gonna do what you're gonna do, do what you're gonna do, and I will react to it. So uh, Michael Caine plays John. Wait, is this her? Is this her that she, did she do this? This is her stuff. Okay. I had to like write it up, but um, okay. M- Michael Caine plays John in this week's movie. Mm-hmm. He plays Colonel Steiner in, you know what movie? Colonel Steiner. Um, A Bridge Too Far. 1976's The Eagle Has Landed. Oh, never mind. Oh, I love The Eagle Has Landed. It's a great fucking flick. Let me guess. You've never seen that. Nope. Um, uh, Treat Williams, Donald Sutherland, Larry Hagman, Jr. from Dallas. Dallas. That's a gr- that is a great film. Great World War II film. Donald Pleasance plays mm-hmm. Heinrich Himmler in that film. Yes, he yes. plays Sam Loomis in next week's 1981 film. Is this Halloween or Halloween Two? It's one of the two. <laughs> I don't know if Halloween is 79 or 81. 78. Okay, so we're doing Halloween 2? Unless you veto. Yeah, is this the one with the masks? No, that's Halloween 3. Okay, I'm going to veto it. You're going to veto it? I don't care for the Halloween movies. I think they're fucking stupid. Okay. Annie McEnroe. Yeah, I prepared for this. And it's so disappointing because Halloween 2 is a fucking awesome film. Is Um, it? It can has, I change my mind if can I change my mind if I hear this what the next one is? No. I can't rescind my veto. No, you can't rescind your veto. No, are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. No, you won't though. Um okay. Annie McEnroe plays Stella. Stella in in, Stella! This, in this week's movie. And this is a direct connection. She plays Jane Butterfield in next week's nineteen eighty eight classic. Jane Butterfield. Eighty eight. I don't know. You say his name three times, he will appear. Beetlejuice? This is not a ho- that's not a Halloween movie. It's not a scary movie. It is Halloween adjacent. Uh, no, it's not. It's it's not. It's not. And it's really I just watched this movie. It's really bad. Okay, you want to work I it out? You you want to workshop this out and find another film? We can find uh, let's, let's talk go it back out. to let, let's go back to Halloween 2. I'll do Hall I will do Halloween 2 before I do Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice really? <laughs> is fucking god awful. It's unwatchable. That's surprising. <laughs> okay. Um so next week we will do apparently Halloween 2. Okay. I Honestly, would rather do there's a sequence in the hospital, Halloween two is better than Halloween. Okay. Um, nobody agrees with that, but the sequence in the hospital with the security monitors is one of the best tension sequences I've ever seen okay. in any film. Yeah, Beetlejuice. I'm wa- I watched it. The kids were watching it, and I'm 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 watching something, or I was reading a book, or I was watching something. And I just kept on kind of looking up, and I'm like, God, this is so bad. It's really bad. So, okay. Halloween 2. We're doing Halloween 2. 
Okay, go ahead and bring us on home. So hey, oh, so do I have to for my next movie? Do I have to link off of Halloween two? Because this is like a very special, different strokes where Arnold almost gets molested in the bathtub. Or it's can Dudley. we go off? It's Dudley with uh, Dudley. Uh, the guy well, from WKRP? Ar- I said Arnold almost gets molested, but it's Dudley that gets molested. God, I'm going to hell. <laughs> no, you, you, yeah, I would say you link off of Halloween two because that is the most current one. You got Jamie okay. Lee Curtis. That's an easy one. Go right to Trading Places. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think you're going to really enjoy my next movie. <laughs> I'm just cracking up thinking about it. Okay. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. This week, I'm not calling Matt a cocksucker. <laughs> Are you happy about that? I, I, I don't know. It's like uh, when you say you're breezy, doesn't count as being breezy. Okay. I'm breezy. I'm breezy. Um, we appreciate everybody being here and listening to us prattle on for. Is this a three hour podcast? Yeah, it's it's about there. It's close. I can't believe I can't believe the hand took us to three hours. I was really thinking. I was thinking this is gonna be under two. Yeah, same here. Same here. Uh, email us, Matt and Doug, or no, not Matt and Doug. Just <laughs> Betamax Rewind at yahoo.com. God damn, we have not gotten a, uh, an email for quite some time on there. Um, I did get something from. Um, somebody in like Mongolia or Nigeria that they were passing away and somehow that were related and that they were going to give me several million dollars, but I had to donate a portion of it. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Well, that's good. Yeah. How they found us. I don't know, (laughs) but, uh, uh, like us on Facebook, Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug, or go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. It helps with our algorithmic overlords you know you say something nice give us a five-star rating it shoots it out to more people and more people listen to us and we you know we're not getting paid any more money for any more listeners but we like that great so we will see you sometime next week for halloween two halloween two Hmm. i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do it on saturday night maybe sunday night this is going to be more difficult because we've got to do like three people type stuff. So, fucking T Dog. That's you, not me. That's to me. That's my problem. No, fucking T Dog is you, oh. not me. Can we? Do we really need to talk about that? Did we not hash this out a year ago? I think so. We'll we'll see. We'll let the podcast go where the podcast goes. All right. Oh. Good night, everybody. (laughs) My monkey.